Welcome to the first annual Man's Man Film Review Halloween Spectacular. And now your hosts, Tom and Joe. Tom, I'm scared. Are you scared? I'm freaked out right now. That I that that was incredible. I, the, the high quality talent, voice talent we have on the show, it's incredible. It's amazing. Every episode, we just raise the bar. I have no idea who just said that. I don't either, but it was incredible. I think it was Corn Boy. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> well, we're back for the first annual Man's Man Film Review Halloween Spectacular. It's going to be a bloody good time. This is very exciting. We're doing a double feature today. Yes, we are. Yes. Well, we had the horror show we announced that last time. We also had a vote for the second feature, which was going to be a Tom Atkins movie. And we had a tie. So it was between Maniac Cop and Night of the Creeps. So Joe and I made the executive decision to go with Maniac Cop because we believe that Night of the Creep deserves its own episode. It at, sure does. You know, at a future date. Yes. So we're going with Maniac Cop this time. But they're all winners. I was surprised nobody voted for The Fog. Yeah, I was surprised. Because it's like, it's the most popular of the movies. Right, exactly. It's a John Carpenter movie. It's a John Carpenter movie. And it's like, it's awesome because Tom Atkins is like banging Jamie Lee Curtis in that movie up against he all sure odds. Does. He I'm like, sure does. How did that one work? I don't know. Anything can well, happen Because he's, 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 he's Tom Atkins. He's Tom Atkins. Absolutely. I'm Tom Atkins, damn it. Absolutely. Well, should we start off what we've recently seen, Joe? Yes. What have you seen lately? I haven't seen shit. Okay. <laughs> wow. Isn't that great? Nothing but the best. I've seen a lot of stuff. I saw Deepwater Horizon. Oh, you did? I did. Is it worthwhile? It was okay. Okay. Um, it's kind of what you expect. You Perfect. saw the trailers. You probably know what you're That's getting. That's Peter Berg, right? Yes. Yeah. I think if you've seen one of Peter, Peter Berg movie, you've seen them all. Very right? much. He reminds me a lot of Michael Bay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he's a better director than Michael Bay for the most part. Sure. I mean, well, Michael Bay's done some better movies, but Michael Bay's way more. I think you know. the only Peter Berg movie that I've seen in the theater, um, Battleship. And that's fucking sad. To I've never that. seen that movie. You know what about Battleship? If Liam Neeson would have just delivered the line, you sunk my battleship. <laughs> I would have loved it, but he never said that. Yeah, you know, that one just, the premise alone sounded awful. And then they changed the board game to match that movie. Big mistake. Uh, Battleship's cool as a board game. There was like I don't a, need a movie. Yeah. That's when Hasbro was going to make yeah, all of their there was games. like a Connect Four, the movie. I'm, I'm like, what? I think Monopoly is still in the works. Ridley Scott yes. was attached to that. I heard about point. that. That's fucking awesome. I guess Monopoly, you probably could make a movie out. I mean, it would be you sure. know, very loosely based, but Battleship, wow. Oh, yeah, that didn't work at all. But I'm sorry, totally off subject yeah. here. We'll get back to your Peter Berg movie. Yeah, it's, okay. It had Kurt Russell in it. It did. That's probably why I saw it. Okay. Because, you know, anything with Kurt Russell is awesome. He gets burnt in the film because they reveal yeah. that in the trailer. Pretty much. Okay. So um, we're watching the movie, like, something bad's going to happen to Kurt in this movie. Kurt Russell also perished in the shitty Poseidon event. Yes. It's kind of like he came back. This was obviously better than that. And when Richard Dreyfuss was in that as well, he fell down the elevator chute. <laughs> Fucking horrible. Yeah. Because his um, gay lover and him were battling it out, right? They weren't getting I along. I believe so. Yeah. I fuck. saw that in the theater. I'm like, oh, this movie sucks. Oh, it was terrible. Like, yeah, this, this was definitely better than that. It's, you know, if you saw the trailer and were interested, it's worth checking out. Okay. You know, it wasn't anything you haven't sure. seen. You know where it's going, obviously, not just because it's a true story. Is Kurt Russell as good as he was in Backdraft in this film? Is, no. It seemed like the same character in a way. 
Pretty is he a hard ass, kind of like the guy in charge? Yeah, he's okay. uh, in the bad, kind of the bad guy. If there can be a bad guy in this movie, is John Melkovich. Really? And it's like he's almost too cartoony in this. He's so <laughs> evil. He's evil, you know. Yeah. You will drill for yeah. more oil. Yes. Till everybody. He's doing. Burns. His, he's doing his best, Cyrus the virus, you know, kind of thing. So. Oh, okay. Interesting. It was it was worth watching, but you know you could definitely wait for video. On that okay, one. good. The I thing that I, I find would. funny about it is it's like these days when they have a disaster movie, it's kind of like Mark Wahlberg is the go-to. Yes. It's like well, yeah, we did Perfect Storm. Perfect Storm did this, and then like the funniest thing about this movie is when we went to see it, they had a trailer. He's doing like the Boston, the Boston Marathon, Marathon movie, yes, yeah, yeah, by Peter Berg. By Peter Berg, yeah. <laughs> What's that called? Patriots. Patriots Day or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, wow, he just needs to stop. I was wondering, like a couple weeks ago when they had the big hurricanes going down in Florida, I was oh. wondering if he flew down there to do some research. <laughs> Maybe like, he did. You know, someday they're going to make a movie. It's just going to be called hi, Matthew. Hi, I'm like, well, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is Matthew. <laughs> Say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> God. Yeah. No, he I, also, Peter Berg also directed the one where um, the military film where they're stuck on the mountain. Yes. And they can't Lone get Survivor. Okay, Lone Survivor. I Still thought that was better. That. I thought okay. that was better. That was a pretty brutal movie. I am, yeah. I just do not have that, that much free time right now to get to see movies, but they cost okay. so damn much, you know? Yeah. I'm very weary about That one's worth checking out. out. I okay. like that. That was right. pretty good. So I'll give that, you know, a mild recommendation. Definitely nothing to run out and see, but, you know, okay. it's probably more better for video. Um,. I also saw the new Jack Reacher movie. Is that good? That's did a, you see the first one? Yes, and I loved it. Didn't like it as much. Okay. You, but you liked the first one? I did. Okay. The first one was way better than I expected it to be. Tom Cruise surprises me from time to time. Yeah. I enjoyed his character in War of the Worlds. The movie was a kind of a pile of shit, but yeah. I liked his character. Yeah. Because he was outside of the normal Tom Cruise. This was really... Jack Reacher was the same thing. This was really generic. It was. Okay. It was... It's, it's serviceable, but sure. it's like it's, it's very generic. He, he wasn't as believable, right? A little more over the top. I, than the you first know, one? Yeah, I just I didn't get into it as much as the first one. Okay. It's like I didn't read the books, but everybody said that he's terrible choice from the books. Because apparently Jack Reacher's like this big, strong, like huge guy. Like, okay. He's really intimidating. Like who's intimidated with Tom Cruise? He's like five foot no seven. One. Yeah. But he really pulled it off well in the first one. Uh, yeah, I thought he did. I thought it was He a was good in this movie. too. It just again it was just really paint by yeah. the numbers. It didn't, you know. And it reunited him with uh, Robert Duvall. Um, no, he wasn't in this. No, in the first one. Oh, the first Robert one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, he wasn't in this one. Not movie. in this one, no. I don't know. Is there any other big names in it besides Tom Cruise? Because I don't recognize no, anybody. No, it was right really, there. yeah, it was a bunch of, bunch of you At know. At least the first one, he had John McClane's son. <laughs> I forget the yeah. actor's name. But he actually was all right in that film. Most of the movies that guy's attached to yeah. stink. But. I mean, it was popcorn movie. It was sure. it was okay. But, but save your money. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. You definitely don't need to see that in the theater. Well, good. And it's, you know, I can't even say if you liked the first one, you'd like this one, because it's pretty generic. That's why I will always send text messages to Tom before I go to the movie theaters from now on. Well, I don't, save some, I don't save always some get to these. I just, like, it just happened that right. I had sure. time to see it. I liked the first one, and yeah, but I mean, Tom Cruise, you know, he, he was decent in it, but it's nothing to write home about. He, um... It seems like the straight-to-video sequel to, like, Jack Reacher. Okay, sure. With all with him still in it. Of course. There you go. It felt like it could have been the straight-to-video movie if they had somebody else playing the role, you know? <laughs> it's like Dark Man 2 starring Arnold Vosloo. That's pile of <laughs> shit. Great poster, though. Yeah, but, I mean, it was just a, no. a dumbed-down, cheaper movie, and it's like, you know, right. it's kind of what this Who directed like. this shit? Edward Zwick. Do you know him? What? He directed Glory. Oh, good. The big movie. He did uh, okay. the, la- wow, the Last Samurai. Wow. Last Samurai, too. Which is kind of funny because he's a mind that movie, but it he's was, he's really good at like um, big budget, you know, right. kind of yeah. making movies. Ten, and this movie really, 
was kind of it didn't seem like it could have been it could have been directed by anybody. Sure, right. So it wasn't it didn't have like a really visual flair to it or anything. And all of his movies are usually pretty cool, like Legends of the Fall, even a movie that a lot of people right. don't yeah, love. Is a really good looking movie. It and, is. And this one's just kind of like it felt like it was like just a campaign. He always has gorgeous landscapes, and then he does a movie like this. It, it feels like he was basically like maybe hired like the last minute or something. It's like oh, get him to do it real quick, and he, he didn't have enough time to yeah. like make the movie he wanted. So. That's like a kind of, well, it's somewhat an interesting story, like James Cameron or whatever. I was watching on the um, special features with Aliens that he had a six month window yeah. um, to get Arnold Schwarzenegger because Arnold Schwarzenegger just signed on to do the sequel to Conan. Uh, so, in that six month window, I never knew this, he basically he had Terminator, the idea, right? But he had to wait to film it for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, you mean originally when they had O.J. Simpson for the role? Is that true? That's true. Oh wow, that's funny. That was the, he was the top man guy they wanted. That's hilarious. But <laughs> as he's waiting, he then gets hired on to write Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Yeah. He gets the gig, and then he also gets the gig to direct the next Aliens movie, and he wrote those yeah. back to back on two separate desks in his home. That's amazing. The, yeah, I mean, that's amazing stuff. But it makes Edward's me sad. They're probably like, "Oh, you have six months before you get your next directing gig." Want to direct this? Oh, sure, yes. Sounds good. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a renter. It's not awful. Okay. It's just not nearly as good as the first one. But if you like the character, you'll probably enjoy this. Just got the character. In the it's movie, definitely diminished it's returns. Sense. Okay. It's not you know sure. nearly as good. And uh, the other movie I saw was Blood Father. Have you heard of this? Blood Father. Mel Gibson. Yes. Yes, I uh, have. I rented it. Didn't okay. really make much of a theater release. This movie was great. Really. Really good. Okay. If you like Mel Gibson, check this out. Something happens to his daughter, obviously. He goes out yes. for revenge. Kind of. He's protecting his daughter more okay. than that. Protecting. Mel Gibson is really, really good in this movie. So it's <laughs> it's not a pile of shit? No. Like that other one with his daughter who gets sick and vomits on his table? Oh, Forget the, the name of that Edge movie. of Darkness. Oh, God, that movie that did suck. Horrible. No, this one's really good. I thought it was great. Good. Mel Gibson really, really was good in this one. Good. It's good to see him. It's just kind of sad because he's so good in this, and it's like a straight-to-video because it's Mel Gibson. And of he course, can't, yeah. You know, it's funny because like his new movie's coming out, the war movie, and it's like, you know, it, you look at the look at the poster, and it's like from the director of Braveheart. They can't say Mel Gibson. It's of like, course, it has to be right. like, I like those movies, and they're hoping people forgot that he did it. It's but like, the, they're marketing the film, the TV spots. I'll say from director Mel Gibson. Did they say I that? Think, yes. Yeah. Okay. Never mind spots. that. I saw the poster said from the director of Braveheart. Sure, and, and I'm like, sure it says that on the poster, but. I just feel bad. You know, Mel's made a lot of mistakes, but he's still the extremely talented. The guy can direct good yeah. movies. I mean, he, he, to date, he hasn't directed a shit movie yet. No, everything's Apocalypse been interesting. Apocalypse, man, that movie was fantastic. Even, like, Man Without a Face is still a decent movie. It's just not his... Right, it's just not yeah. his, yeah, yeah, big epic film, but... Yeah, check this movie out. I think it's really good. Okay. I liked it a lot. I will do that. It's definitely worth checking out. I did rent Looper, and then I just never watched it. <laughs> And I, I still have to watch Looper because everybody says it's a damn good movie. Um, and since Ryan Johnson's directing the new Star Wars movie, I just want to check out his style. Yeah, it might be the last decent movie that Bruce Willis did. That's I think Looper is overrated. Is it? I thought okay. it was. I thought it was good, but I think right. it, there right. was so much hype when that came okay. out, and yeah. it, it had box office success. But yeah, I, I just. Kind of pissed that I spent three ninety nine on iTunes and I was like, oh fuck, my twenty four hours is up. I forgot to watch it. Yeah, well, check it out. It's worth mm-hmm. watching. I'm sure you can find other ways to see that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's, isn't that a Netflix movie? Probably. No, I don't know. Hopefully, it will be soon. I'm sure when as we get closer to Star Wars, they'll probably, probably. put that out there yeah. and kind of get people to watch Looper. it. Looper. Yeah. So that's those are the three that I've seen recently. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I haven't, I haven't seen shit. Except, I mean, I've, I've watched movies since the last show. Joe's so lame that he rents movies and doesn't even watch them. So, I did watch Major League again. Enough, but that doesn't count because I've seen it 200 times. But Well, Major League is always awesome. Yeah, that's, that is a fun movie. Up that's your butt, good. Joe Boo. <laughs> I need what's, what's your favorite line in that movie? In there? Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, Fuck, I think it's got to be the fuck you, Joe Boo line. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, by the, all by the same guy. You, no, no, no. Oh, no, he said Pedro says yeah. fuck you. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I do you, it myself. I do it to myself. Yes. That's great. I say fuck you, Joe Boo. Which do you like better, Major League or Major League 2? Major League. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Major League. What about Major League 3, back to the minors? <laughs> well, it's funny, Charlie Sheen wanted to throw the first pitch at the World Series. Yeah. And they pretty much said no. <laughs> pretty much. I thought they might get Bob Euchre to show up and do something. That would have been cool. It would have been great if he like took Joe Buck's spot and actually, you know, did the commentary on the game. That'd been kind of cool, but whatever. Yeah, could have been the announcer. No biggie. Yeah, is there anything coming up soon that you want to see in the theater? It's um, coming up. Fantastic Beasts looks interesting. I enjoyed the Harry Potter movies. Isn't um, it funny that I've never seen a Harry Potter movie? That's that is funny. I'm kind of figuring my daughter will get to that age where she'll want to watch them, then I'll probably watch well, them. By that time, you'll have them all on, you know, Blu-ray. I mean, you can get them now. They, they just re-release, like, every single movie in the series. And yeah. It's a special edition, but they're, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're fun. It's one of those that you can watch once in the theater kind of thing, um, but... No, they're I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I never got started. Magical on fun, but now with magical your daughter, fun <laughs> with your daughter, you'll you'll enjoy going through and watching them. They're fun. We should like, we should write a script called Magical Fun. That's a great <laughs> magical fun. It's all about a unicorn and a boy. <laughs> mom, mom, this magical unicorn was in our was in our cornfield. Bring <laughs> bring him in, son. What what's his name? Uni. <laughs> It sounds like a license to print money right there. Yeah, magic. The ma- magical unicorn. In the, Maybe it in shits the money for him or something. I don't know. The magical unicorn that shits money in the cornfield. Oh, shit. We better not release this episode because somebody's going to steal this idea. They might. Well, there you go. Free one. There's a free one for you. <laughs> but I would like to direct a movie called Corn Boy, and I'm not making that shit up. That's, that's going to be the next. I figured you wanted to direct a movie called Cornhole. No, no, corn, no, no, corn, corn boy. What is corn boy going to be about? <coughs> it's a funny story. We were coming home from dinner one night, and it was pitch black. It was, God, it, it, maybe middle of August. Hot-ass night. It was humid outside. We're driving through, and literally on the country road, both sides, tall-ass corn, right? So I started telling a scary story to my kids that, hey, back in the day, did you know what happened out here in the cornfield? Um a little boy and his father were out in a tractor, and the little boy fell off, and his, his dad never saw him again. And to this day, he lurks out here, and he tries to lure kids into the cornfield to play with them, but actually he wants to kill you. And then I was like, and what you have to do is you turn your lights off, and he'll appear in the middle of the road. And they're like, stop it, Dad, stop it. So I rolled all the windows down, I shut my lights off, and then when I turned them on, a fucking raccoon was in the, road, in the middle of the road, so I fucking scream. They start screaming. Almost fucking went in the ditch, dude. But to this day, my kids went to school and mentioned that to everybody. And to this day, it's like... Um, urban legend. Urban legend in Point Net, Wisconsin. The corn boy. The corn boy. So kids literally do not like walking by corn. Hey, it's just as good as Slender, man. I, I, I could see that. 
So I don't know. I'm just saying that's that's actually not that bad. It's it's a fun story. I've so heard nobody of can steal that because we already have the rights to it. Trademark. Bing. Corn boy. Corn boy two. Cornhole. <laughs> corn harder. <laughs> oh shit. Live free or corn hard. This summer, get detasseled. <laughs> <laughs> We, we can, can do this all day, yes, ladies and gentlemen. We can, all uh, day. we can film this at the place that used to do the uh, corn detasseling, oh, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, with Hunter? Hunter. Come here, you fucking cocksuckers. Joe, that was one of Joe's summer jobs. That was, the, uh, that was a fun summer job. It was also um, the first time I ever saw an actual vagina live. Really? That was, that was so fantastic. Do tell. That's, that's... Because, ba- see, back in the day, I was one of those kids that basically... Um, I don't know what you want to say, but nerd, geek, I guess. I, I played video games. I wasn't into girls. Are you trying to say I that you're not movies. anymore? Well, I just, I got into girls late in the game, right? Okay. Late bloomer there. Yeah. But for whatever reason, this summer, I think it was my freshman year, I, I'm literally fucking hoeing a strawberry patch, right? Joe is and hoeing. The, and the lady in front of me, I think she was a senior. Um, I think she runs a local restaurant in town or whatever. Yeah. But I'm not going to name names. But she's wearing those umbro shorts, right? <laughs> Do you remember those? They're yeah, yeah. kind of short but baggy, right? So you can see yes. shit. So yes. the wind's just right. She's bent over in front of me, and it's just fucking open. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, like, just staring. Now, I'm not even fo- I, I think I, I started pulling out the roots of the strawberry plants. Yeah. Because I'm focused on vagina now. I'm yes. like, this is great. This is wonderful. I went home. I'm like, why didn't you tell me about this? So That was the first vagina. Is that the end of the story? You That's it. You didn't I, actually bang her? No, no. You really? No, just, Are you sure? Just saw. Sure, you're not leaving that out of the store. Trust me. Buy the tractor. Later, then later, I think that summer, um, going into the fall, we saw Basic Instinct. Nice. So it's and that, that's the one story where you saw that in the theater all alone. No, well, later on. Yeah, yeah, later on. We saw that a couple times. That was that was creepy though. But yeah, seeing that one alone when the guy kept coming in, that was kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy too. Guys going to see that movie. We went to see, we did that a lot of movies. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Crazy good times. <laughs> That's Sock City for you. <laughs> every every listener right now is like, what's going on? Aren't they supposed to talk about movies? <laughs> They're talking about tasseling and vaginas. I, I what's know. going on here? And corn boys. All right, well, shall we move into our uh, top with five? With that. Yeah, let's move into our top five. We can't top oh, that. That's that's great. Our top five this week is going to be kind of the top five movies that scared us as kids. Now this, I want to kind of preface this by saying it's not the five scariest movies you've seen or like, you know, maybe even the five scariest movies as a kid probably. Just kind of like stuff that affected you and, you know. Because for mine, it's a couple of movies just like there were scenes in it that scared me. Right. Because really, you know, a lot of times not really, movies haven't really stuck with me like that, that the whole movie scared me. Right. But there's certain scenes that I remember that kind of freaked me out. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much how I broke mine down. It's it's still a top five, yeah. but literally there's like ten movies mixed into my yeah, top five. Most, or, yeah, most of mine are basically just like specific scenes from a movie yeah, that, exactly. that I'm you know, like, whoa. So I will start off. Number five for me was the original Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp? You seen that? No. Oh, come on. Sleepaway Camp. Oh, dear Lord. Well, if I, I can't spoil <laughs> it for We're you. We're going to have to watch this at some point. The, the end of the movie. Okay. It's the whole movie. It's a slasher. It's a summer camp slasher. Is it like a wannabe Jason Voorhees? It's kind of um, Friday the 13th? It's, well, I Did mean. Did it come out before or after that? It came out just a little bit after. Okay, all right. It's all about the end of the movie. Okay. The, the shocking final scene. Somebody jump out of the lake? 
I'm not going to spoil a thing because if you haven't seen this, I'm not even. I was going to talk about it here. Everybody, will I jump? You probably won't jump. You'll okay. just be like WTF. Okay. It's one of the craziest endings you've ever seen. Okay, interesting. And I'm not going to spoil it for well, you. That's called Sleep Away Camp. And I, I have this on Blu-ray, so I'm going to loan it to you. Okay, it. maybe we should do a show on it. Yeah, um, actually, I know one of our, our listeners, good friend Big Mike Mike, he's a huge fan of Sleep Away Camp, so he'll right. vouch for it. Okay, so, fantastic. It's just the end shot. That's it. It just messes you up. Really? Yes. All right, I'm intrigued. That's, that's all I'll say. Don't go look on the internet because it'll spoil it. For oh, well, okay. All so right. don't do any searches. So I will. For it. I will actually watch it. Since you don't know anything about it, don't look any. For okay. It. I will loan you the movie. Awesome, man. So we're gonna stop right there. What's your number five, Joe? My number five is um, a split between The Howling and American Werewolf in London. Okay. Um, so when we were kids, my I, I think my aunt went and saw the movie. I remember seeing previews or something like TV spots. Yeah. Okay. And then it was late at night. I got up. In the middle of the bed, uh, Jesus! In the middle, I got up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the bed. <laughs> Jesus, Lord Almighty, that's awesome. Anyway, and I saw my first vagina. I got up in the middle of the night because I had to take a piss, and I walked in the hallway, and my aunt was kind of, kind of a bitch for doing this, but she fucking <laughs> acted like she was morphing into a werewolf and what? chased me down the hall. Right? What? And then later on, maybe maybe it was on HBO or video or whatever. It was like a late night where you walked into the living room when you shouldn't have. Yeah. And I think the parents must have friends over. They were drinking or something. And this movie was on. Yeah. When that um, David character was David, changing. David Naughton. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that fucked me up for life. I was like, oh my fucking That scene God. is still, when I was a kid, that did freak me out. That probably should have went on my list too. Like, that's holy shit. That yeah, always freaked happen? me out. Because that was such a realistic looking scene. And as a kid, yeah. when you view that, you're just like, holy fuck. Now I it's, watch it and appreciate it. It's like, oh, that's great. That's yeah. just fantastic. It holds they actually up. filmed that, you know, without, they filmed it with the lights on, yeah. which was great, you know. That, um, that, that shit holds up today. It's awesome. It, We've it, talked about great. that on the show before. And then the howling, same thing, kind of walked in the room and I shouldn't have when um, the lady's going through a cabinet. Yeah. Like a file cabinet, and then the the beast like changed or something. Yep. Just the way his face bubbled. When you see that as a kid, you're like, eh, it kind of scars you a little did, bit. Did you hit your aunt when she scared you? No, but I, I screamed. I think I pissed, oh, pissed this, myself for a little bit. Unrelated. This is a perfect time, Joe. Tell your story about the fun house in the Dells with your dad. The fun house? Oh, the, no, no, that wasn't in the Dells. That was in uh, Milwaukee. <laughs> Milwaukee? Okay. I thought it was in the fun No, it was... Uh, this is one of my favorites. God, what was the... The March and Dimes put on a haunted house. Okay. So I thought it was the Dells. I'm wrong. We walked by and I thought it looked so cool. Yeah. You know, all this scary looking stuff. It was a cool looking haunted mansion. I think it was a, a semi-trailer that they then basically transformed <laughs> into a haunted house. So my dad's like, hey, you want to go in? You want to go in? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how old I was. I was pretty young because uh, he was carrying me. So I, I was probably like seven, maybe, somewhere around there. So we go in and right away off the bat, some... Fucker came up and attacked us because they could grab back then. Yeah, and I like lost my shit and straight, Right, I vaguely remember. <laughs> was, he like, remember was he dressed like was he dressed like as a like a monster or something? He was or? like a gorilla. Yeah, and this guy just just charged us right, and I fucking screamed, and then my dad just turned around and punches this monkey in the <laughs> face, and you just see the rubber mask like implode, and he's just like oh, and falls backwards, and then we left. And your dad said, get, get your hands on my yeah, fucking kid or something. something like that. And I was like, holy shit. Obviously, uh, I didn't swear because I was only seven, but still, I'm like, Damn. Well, your dad did, didn't he? So I was literally scarred from haunted houses. My first haunted house that I went into, 
I think was maybe seven years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, went out with a bang because we went to, um, it's called the Dark Side in Exonia, Wisconsin. That was awesome. Have you been to the, the local one? The... We did the Scary Lands. It it's good? all right. It's, all it's right. expensive, isn't it's it? Tw- it's like $28, man. Oh, I thought it was more than that. No, $20 so. per person. And, you know, when you're bringing in a family of four, that adds up pretty quick. My, but uh... if you want a good haunted house, go to Exonia, Wisconsin. Okay. Just outside of, like, Watertown, out in that area. Uh, oh, was, or Waterford, somewhere around there. But it was fantastic. Really? You like go through like three haunts. A haunted cave mine becomes a haunted mansion. Cool. A haunted wagon ride will pick you up. Go through like the haunted woods, drops you off in a village, and make your way through a corn maze at the end. My goal is eventually get down to Universal yeah. Studios for that. Yes. Oh my God. I've, I've heard those, those are pretty damn cool. Yep. I'd love to get a group of people to go down and do that because they look awesome every Well, year. when the brand new Wolfman movie came out, um, that was one of the themes. Well, they do like a Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and they do like a Halloween right. one. They, yep. do, they always do like movie yep. theme ones, which yep. is why I want to check it out. So That'd one of these cool. years, I'm going to do that for sure. That sounds fun. All right, my number four is Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Okay. Yeah, yep. it isn't actually really the movie isn't. It's kind of scary because it's kind of as a kid, it's realistic based. Yeah. And but the a, part there's one scene in that movie. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? I think so. The scene where the family is locked in the room okay. watching the tape, and the kid has the mask on, yes. and the snakes come out, yes. freaked the shit out of me, and it still scares me. You know, I should have, I should have put on their um, Star oh. Trek Two Wrath of Khan, yeah, little fucking earwig thing going. You're right. That, that still freaks me out. Me. Still freaks haunted me out. Me. I guess I didn't. Yeah, I guess I, that would. Yeah, you're right because that that should go on there too. Absolutely, but totally, man. Yeah, the Halloween that, three one just that scene just freaked me out. That is a good one. That oh my god, that's a fucking sick scene. Because you don't see like kids getting killed. This no. kid's got snakes and, and bugs. It, it won't and, come off. You yeah. know, and I'm like, dude, what the hell am I but watching? That, you know, it's funny. Halloween three, Tom Atkins movie. Yep. I didn't put that on the the choices because it's so obvious. I sure. thought if I put that down, everybody's gonna break it. Right. But that's a very underrated movie in my book. Well, it was interesting. The concept behind that was John Carpenter basically wanted to make... A, there was going to be a different story yeah. for every Halloween movie yeah, like that came out. And you know what? I wish it would have hit because it would have been fun. It's that fun to do cool. different stuff. Because to this day, Halloween hits, a new Halloween movie. That would have been cool. And they'd be diff- different like a new year. Tales be from like, the Crypt. Exactly. I, I wish it would have hit, and I'm really disappointed. Maybe they should redo that. I don't know. Yeah, and Tom Atkins kicks ass in that. So, yeah. but that scene freaked me out. Yeah, that, it's that still freaky. Creepy. That is a creepy scene. There you that go. Is a creepy scene. There you go. What's your number four, Joe? Uh, my number four. There's three of them. That's fine. Um, Children of the Corn. When Malachi finally comes out of the fucking corn. Oh yeah. As a kid, now I laugh my ass. Off. That of movie is so shitty. It but is. when you're a young, a youngling watching that shit, oh my god, that freaked me out. When you're a youngling. <laughs> Youngling, youngling who talks like this well this is Star Wars right the young the Padawan all the younglings yeah. and you're no longer a geek Joe no I'm still a geek uh, the Amityville horror um, something about the, the voice when they all walked in I, I have to admit I don't out. remember it very much I remember it was scary but I don't remember it, it very much. it just well. creeped me out as a kid and then when the the dude in the house I forget the name of the characters but he he tripped over something or whatever Freaked the shit out of me. Just the way that little statue thing looked and all that. Um, Did you ever see Amityville 2? Bits and pieces. It's weird because it's like, it's Amityville, but it's after Exorcist hit. Yes. So they made it kind of Amityville with an exorcism in it kind of yes. thing. But yeah. like, Polly from, Burt Young from Rocky yes. is like this abusive husband and stuff. <laughs> and there's right. like incest in it with like the sister and the brother and stuff. It's a fucked up movie. Yeah, then right. and it's like not some good. It's a demon looking thing yeah. at the end that kind of creeps the shit out of you. It's a fucked up movie for sure. Bits and pieces. But now I can go back and revisit it. I'm like, ah, oh, this fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. Know? 
Um, and then the, the thing creeped the shit out of me when that dog yeah. was it infected. That fuck. Dude, well, the creepiest like, thing in the thing is just when the, the, the dogs are coming out. Like, well, the Whoa. one dog is sitting there. The, the dog that's got the thing yeah. in him. The other dogs are freaking out, and that yes. dog is just sitting there. Yeah. And I'm like, God, that movie's so awesome. That's, it's, it's a great movie, but that's still you know what? creepy. I'll say that the thing probably would have freaked me out, too, but I didn't see the thing till much later. You okay. showed it to me. It's my favorite movie of all time. I didn't see it till I was, like, when you know, teenager. you see teenager. that dog on HBO or something? I was like, damn. I don't know. So I, I guarantee it if I'd seen that at the, the age you know, when yes. it came out, yep. I would have been like, Less than ten, yeah, freak me out. Oh, it's that dog scene. I was like, holy shit! It's still, yeah. To this day, I just remember feeling uncomfortable when that scene it, pops up. It's kind up. of all about when you see. Well, yeah, yeah. It's all about when you see it. Totally well, is. anytime an, there's animal violence in a yeah. movie, it freaks me out. But just that, when that those one's things not, yeah. come out of the side. I'm like, oh my god! That's animal on animal violence. Just yeah. yeah, creepy, very creepy. Yep, I agree. All right, well, I have some sla- a lot of slashers on my okay, list because cool. slashers freaked me out as a kid. Uh, you know. Friday Thirteenth and all that stuff. Right. But um, number three for me is The Burning. Do you know The Burning? The Burning. Another one you probably haven't seen. No. Came out right after Friday the Thirteenth. It okay. was kind of a ripoff. Uh, <laughs> it's got. It's, it's funny because it's got a bunch of famous people in it in their first roles. Really. Like Holly Hunter's in it. And oh shit. Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. There's a scene in this movie where it's like, it's it's you know it's the typical slasher movie, but there's a scene where like there's like five kids on a raft. Okay. And they're trying to get back to safety, and they see another raft. And they want to go get on the raft and get it. They go get go to get the raft, and the killer's on the raft. And the oh. killer kills people with with uh, garden shears. Oh, great! He kills all five people in the scene. All these kids. Really? Just chops them up with his friggin' garden shears. And it's crazy because you don't expect that in a slasher yeah. to see when it's like three or four people. Nobody's gonna get killed. Right, They're right. in a group. He takes them all kills out. Kills them all out. Wow. But it freaked me out as a kid. It's, Tom Savini did the special effects. They're pretty okay. gruesome. So pretty gruesome. And yeah. Nice. But it, it freaked me out when I saw it as a kid because you're kind of lulled on that sense of security. It's like, well, right. they're fine. There's, you know, you got to be. Was it at nighttime or during the day? It's during the day. Okay. Yeah. That's even. Yeah. Because it's like you've got to be like it's got to be it's like a more creepy when it's one day. if it's like more than one person you're safe yeah. you're never gonna die. Yeah. Don't. No. Totally agree. So yeah, that that freaked me out. I like that. It's your pretty typical slasher, but that scene kind of—that's burning. It's called. Yeah, the burning. It's another one I have off Delonia. God bless it. It's okay. That you know, that's it's kind of more obscure. As the, uh, it's the funny funny thing is, Tom Savini did the special effects for Friday the Thirteenth. Okay. And they wanted him to come back and do part two, and he did this movie instead. And he did it instead. And it's okay. got great special effects. That's awesome. It's basically, the best part of the movie. It's kind of a. It's not nearly as good as Friday the 13th, but it's got some really good gore effects. I like that. So. Very cool. There you go. The burning. <laughs> yes. And burning to see the burning. <laughs> Doesn't it, make any sense. Yeah. Does he pop the raft that the kids were on? No, it's like a, it's like a wooden raft. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Because that had been kind of like the final touch. Like, boom. See ya. Um, you know, think back like during the, you know, daylight type murders or whatever. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, you think everybody's safe, you know. Well, most of that movie's during the day. Yeah, isn't but it? Yeah. That, that first scene when you see Leatherface when he opens up that door, I'm just like hits him on the head with a hammer. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm like, what the hell just happened? That's a crazy movie. You just don't expect it. That one holds up well because it's they they filmed it in such a style that it almost looks like lost footage. Yeah, it's like way. Rob Zombie continuously tries to to yeah. remake that and he can never do no, it. No, you can't. You just can't do it. That, that, just yeah, ages like wine. Um, what are we at? Number three now? Yes, sir. Uh, mine is a Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> when I was a, a little kid, and that TV spot was on when Freddy Krueger jumps out of the pool. Oh, yeah. Which now you just kind of like laugh at. It's cheesy as hell. And the kid runs up to the fence, and it like st- 
don't know, his like hands. The burns his the hands, right? The problem with that movie, there's there's so many problems. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. First of all, Freddy shouldn't be able to go into the real world and kill people. No, it doesn't, it doesn't they just make totally sense. just destroyed the whole franchise exactly. with that movie. Exactly. But not but just, just him walking and you're a little guy watching this shit. Oh man, he just like creepy as fuck by that pool. Well, he was creepy in that movie because they did everything in the dark and like the you know you couldn't see very yeah, much you in that yeah, movie. Yeah. I think it's because of budget limitations. Probably. Do you know the funny story about that? When they were filming that movie, originally they weren't going to have Robert Englund come back. Really? Why? When they were doing that movie, they said the, the studio executive said, "Well, it doesn't matter who plays that role." Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, they they had some. They were going to cast somebody else, and like they immediately at the last second they they got him back. I'm sure, it's not like a James Bond movie where you can just. Well, they just thought it wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't the guy, and it's like dude, he's the whole franchise. He's yeah. Funny thing about that movie, there's a Freddy. there's a documentary about there, but called Never Sleep Again, which. Does a you know basically talks about every movie? Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street Two is considered the gayest horror movie ever made. Really? Mostly because the lead well, actor is gay in real life. The, the sequence he, when he's dancing in his bedroom. Okay. There's there's a fifty examples in this movie. <laughs> First of all, he is <laughs> the scream he does. The kid does is hilariously. You know, it's like it's like a guy screaming oh, yeah. like a girl. I, yep. Okay. When you look in his closet, he has all these games that have funny names that are all like gay names. One of the games name is Probe. Oh my god. How about when the, the did gym, they do this how about, on purpose when they filmed it or not? They haven't said that, but it's like it's all there. Cause like, how about when the gym teacher is like tied up and he's butt naked and they start whipping him in the ass with the towels? Oh yeah, you're right. It's all there, dude. <laughs> That's hilarious. Watch the movie again. Oh, my God. I just remember it was always funny the way he was dancing in his bedroom. And then doesn't he, like, what does he have by his uh, package? And then he makes a popping noise? The whole movie, he's trying to avoid having sex with the girl. She's, like, coming on to him, and he's, like, trying to avoid it like crazy. Until his big tongue comes up. Yeah. Seriously, dude, watch it again with that in mind. You will laugh your ass You just ruined the movie for me. There's nothing to ruin. It's a terrible (laughs) movie. It's like maybe the worst Elm Street movie next to five. The gayest horror movie ever. Yeah. Watch it. It's, it's really Freddy's funny. Revenge. That's awesome. If you have Netflix, do you have Netflix? I do. Do they have it on there? The they docu- do have it on there. The documentary's on there. Okay. They basically have a segment for each movie. Watch the documentary. Okay. That's probably all you need to see. They, they break it down. I it's think, hilarious. I think out of all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, they just have that one and the new Nightmare on Netflix yeah. still. So. You really don't need to watch the movie. Really just watch this documentary. They That's basically awesome. spend about a half hour in each movie. They get back almost all the actors and talk to them about it, but this one is hilarious. Because oh. it's all right there. You, you, you'll never... You I, I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Okay, my number two is a movie I know you've never heard of. It's called Death Valley. Death Valley, no. It's like a 1982 slasher movie. It's, it's Yeah. Stars uh, Peter Billingsley, Ralphie from oh, Christmas okay. Story. Nice. It's his first movie. Um, it's also got, it doesn't really have anybody famous in it. It's a slasher basically set. This is his first movie before Christmas Story? I think it was before, yeah. I think okay. it was the year before. Nice. It's just about this boy who's uh, going with his uh, mom and her new boyfriend on like a trip out to the Wild West. Okay. And they're going to visit some of those like ghost towns and stuff like yep. that. He kind of runs afoul of a serial killer. Serial killer creeped me out in this movie, but sure. it was basically the whole thing of the kid being in danger throughout the movie. Okay. And it's, there's, it's it's typical slasher. It's got friggin' Wilford Brimley's in it. Really? Wilford Brimley gets killed with an axe in this movie. Nice. Quaker Oats guy getting killed. All right. No, it's not a great movie, but it's kind of creepy. I you, liked it. Do you have The Pit? <laughs> the Pit's awesome. We're going to do that movie. That's definitely on. That's coming up. Oh, that's fantastic. Beaver Dam Zone, The Pit. So that's cool, man. You can see Little Boy from Christmas Story. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy it. It's a guilty pleasure. It's not Alfred great. Attacks. But if you like slashers, okay. probably enjoy it. All right. Interesting. Death Valley. 
Yeah, if you want to talk slashers, I'm kind of the you know, person the, to talk. I've seen all the crappy ones. The slasher king. I grew up with that stuff, and yeah, it's, it's kind of my thing. I like it. What's your number two, Joe? Number two is Fright Night. Oh, yeah. Remember Fright Night? Yeah, I love Fright Night. Fright, Fright Night's it, probably in my top five 80s horror movies. It is, it is a fun movie. I, I love it. I never saw the remake, and I never will, because it's pointless. It wasn't really very good. Um, it was not the worst of the remakes, but it's it's It's, it's pointless, you know? It I mean, you had an awesome movie in Fright Night. You don't need to remake that shit. Absolutely. It was done just right, you know? It's and one of the rare, like, the rare homages to, like, yeah. old things, and it's, yeah, it's, it's everything. It's got everything in it. But when you're a kid watching that, I think that was on HBO or whatever, we loved it. I'm like, this isn't even scary. Cool. I I can actually watch a movie and man up until that fucker changes in the end. And oh (laughs) my God, man. I like hid underneath the blanket when that dude's face, when he turned around, I was like, holy shit. Chris Sarandon was awesome in that movie. Oh yeah. He was so good. He was one of my favorite vampires ever. That was was a damn cool I love when he pulls across. I'm, (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) But that scene, you know, because it's dark, you know, and he turns around and they reveal, man, that, that fucking scared the shit out of me. You remember Evil Ed in that movie? Which one? Evil Ed, the friend. Yes, yeah. Guess what he did with his life after what? that? Went into gay porn. Oh, great. Not trying to have every movie topic right. go into that, but yeah, it's true. That's, That's true. fantastic. The Gordy Master won't approve, or whatever the hell yeah. he said. That was just a, a great movie. I did he say it. Gordy Master? I don't know what he said. It's probably not. Brewster, I think it was Charlie, 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 what's it, Charlie Brewster? Something like that. Screwed the pooch, yeah. Don't they burn his head with like a cross or something? And that's just a disturbing sequence. It's so fucking ugly. Yeah. That fucking spiked hair. Yeah, when he he gets the, uh, yeah, when he he transforms, it's awesome too. Yeah. They have great effects in that. Oh, the effects were awesome. Just how huge that dude's mouth, you know, that was the sharp fangs and shit hanging on. Like, dude, that's messed up. It is. It's it's a creepy movie. It is. It's very creepy. And it holds up really well. Great story, though. Yeah. Vampire just moved in. He lives next door. You just invited him into your house. You know, he has a hots for your mom. It's just a cool, cool little concept. I I like it. Yep. It's a classic. If if nothing else, make sure you see Fright Night if you've never seen it. Yep, definitely. It's a great one. All right. Well, my number one, since we're sticking with Flashers, Flashers, Slashers, (laughs) Flashers. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. Friday the 13th, the original. The original Friday I can tell the exact story of why that movie freaked me out. Okay. I was, I think that was probably 1980 that came out, I think. I was six years old. Okay. Came out, I I, I obviously didn't see it in the theater, but I'd heard people talking about it at school. You know, kids talk about stuff. Yep. And you start hearing about things. You know, like, I've got to see this. The funny thing about movies when when they're talked about kids, they're never the same movie that they talk about. No. Because, like, there's, like, you've got to see this Friday the 13th movie. They kill all these people, and they put their heads on the wall like trophies. So I watched the movie, and that never happens. But, like, people, it's, like, it's weird that kids build stuff on I don't think they ever see the movies. They just talk about it. Was but there anyway. one severed head in that movie? Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, the... Spoiler alert. I think people have seen it at this point. I'm, I'm not spoiling Sleepaway Camp, though. Okay, that's fine. But anyways, like, I was home, and my parents had gone out, and I think it was one of the first times I was home alone. They were going out for just a couple hours. Yes. <laughs> we had HBO. You know, I, pay, I watched all the stuff I wasn't supposed to. Of course. I had the TV guide. Yep. I would, like, look at the TV guide and see what's coming up. Well, this was before they had um, uh, parental blocks or whatever, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but the, thing, the great thing about the TV guide, TV guide would tell you everything about the movie. It would say, this movie's rated R, sure. and it would put the little what's in it. 
Right. And, you, and I would look. Stuff. I would look for specific things. I would only watch the movies with an L, an N, and a V. Language, nudity, and violence. Now, if I was really lucky, it would be like an L, an N, and a GV, which would be oh. language, nudity, and graphic violence. Nice. So, you know, that's kind of how I would set up what my viewing was going to be. I would be excited about that's it. I'm fantastic. like, this has got nudity violence. It's got to be a good movie. I love it. But anyways, I had heard about Friday the 13th because it was really kind of like, that was one of the biggest independent right. success movies ever. Yeah. So it was, you know, getting around. It was coming on HBO. First night was like, it was on a Friday, nice. 7 o'clock. Was it on the 13th? It might have been. I don't remember that much. My parents were only going to be gone for a couple hours. Sure. So I'm going to watch this movie. My brother was gone. Nobody was around. I'm like, oh, I can watch that. It's not scary. So I go sit down in the basement where I watch all these movies. You remember our basement? Yep. Just a big basement. And like I started watching this movie, and it scared the shit out of me. I was sitting there, and I was watching the movie, and I got really scared. And I would like keep looking behind me and shit. <laughs> and I would, you know, wait a little door to the cellar. I went to make sure the door was shut. I walked, creeped around there. So I was so right, freaking right. scared. It's awesome. You watched oh, it in the basement. Oh, my God. Did you watch it with the lights on, at least? Yes. Okay. Still least, didn't yeah. matter. Wouldn't yeah, have mattered. No. Wouldn't have mattered. I was so scared for that movie. That's awesome. It's, it's funny now because obviously you're not, you know, it doesn't hold up. But yeah, no, not at all. But as a kid, I mean, it's funny. What it's an effective little independent, right. you know, movie in, for that. But yeah, it's, but wow. Just well, the, I mean, what the, when you actually, um, when Kevin Bacon gets it. Oh, yeah. When you get to that scene, I mean, that, I thought it, I thought they actually killed an actor in the movie the first time I saw it as a young kid. Yeah, that, that um, effect still holds up because Savini did the effects and he's so good. At oh, that was great. That was yeah. really well done. Yeah. Gigantic freaking arrow comes through the dude's neck. I'm like, oh, oh my god, they just killed Kevin Bacon. But the funny thing is, I, like, He's yeah, alive. funny thing is, I was freaked out for that movie, but I it didn't stop me. I would go back and I'd watch that again and whatever really? came out. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you actually watched the whole movie then? Yeah. The whole movie? Yeah. And then when your parents, did you, did you have troubles going to bed that night? You know, I, I don't think I, maybe a little bit. Okay. It's one of those things where I had to pull the covers over sure. my head, yep. you know, and stuff like that because right. I was scared, you know. If someone was going to come and get me, it, right. I wasn't going to see it. Coming. Right, so, exactly. You know, I, oh, what a noble concept. I'm going to hide underneath my bed sheets. Yeah, no, nobody will see me. I think like I think a couple. I think there, I don't remember when, but there was a night where I was. Uh, my parents were going to be gone a little bit longer, yeah. and I went to bed before they got home. And I was so scared, I brought like a kitchen knife upstairs and put it under my pillow. And that was the night you watched Street Girls. <laughs> Street Girls, no. But my parents found that I had a knife under there. Oh, and really? They were, like really mad at me. Wow, holy shit. Because obviously you shouldn't be sleeping with a freaking knife under right. your pillow. Right, and then you woke up with somebody's like metal claws. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Friday the 13th. Yeah, that really, really freaked me out. That's fantastic. So that's why that's I will always story. have a soft spot in my heart for those people. Sure, of course. They're not good, but. That's brave, man, to do that when your parents. You know, just took off. No one's in the house. Well, I don't know. I mean, I was, I was seven or eight years old. Yeah. I should have been able to handle that, I think. But Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't handle going in a haunted house at that age, I guess, you know? It's true. So. But your dad became your hero. <laughs> I saved, saved your dad. <laughs> ah, my nose! Yes. <laughs> All right, what's number one, Joe? Number one, Salem's Lot. Oh, my God! The do- the window! The window! Right? Good fuck. Dude. It's the window. That's the only thing I remember about the, Salem's Lot. The um, the window sequence? Holy shit. There's there's three scenes in there. Why did I not put that on my list? Fucked me up as a kid. Because this was not a movie made for movie theaters. It was a, yeah. it was a, a television series, right? Yep. But I was thought the it was director of uh, Poltergeist. Tobey Hooper. And Texas Chainsaw directed this film. And it's a made-for-TV movie, right? For the yep. most part. So it was like one of those things. We all gather around. We had our, um, 
<laughs> oh, what was the, what were, what were the dinners? The TV tray dinners or whatever? TV dinners. TV dinners. We had that with the fucking shitty apple pie that would like fucking fold in on itself. You know, it looked so good on the picture. The corn boy dinner. <laughs> you know, there was always a side of corn. You didn't even know. Did you get a shitty brownie in there too? Oh yeah, but they, they fucking deflate, man. You like go to cut it, it's just like, <laughs> like what is this? That's as that's as good as getting the Spanish teacher's Jolly Ranchers. Like, oh muy bien, muy bien. She give you the Jolly Rancher, you open it up. They were so fucking old, it would just turn to dust and blow away. <laughs> You're like, well, what the fuck just happened there? See, so, I don't remember anything about that movie except for the boy at the window. The, um, but we're watching this, right? And then that shit happens where the kid, I think, gets attacked on the way home or something. Next time you see him, he's fucking clawing at his friend's window like, open up. Yeah. Open up. Oh, my God. That is scary It's shit. still scary. If that's on television to this day, and I'm like downstairs watching the, watching the TV in the dark, I'll turn the light on. And quickly switch the scene. During the day, I can watch it, no problem. But it's so great. As a kid, that fucking scene scared the shit out of me. And one of the kids in the movie, um, like, what did he do? He collected those models and shit. So he's painting all these cool models. And I was kind of getting into the original Universal Monster movies then. Yeah. So had, like the cool Frankenstein and the Wolfman. I'm like, oh, that's neat. I wish I could get one of those. And the kid fucking shows up at the window. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> And then we're watching it, watching it, and my dad kept going, are you guys scared? Are you guys scared? Fuck, what do you think, dude? <laughs> Nobody should watch this as a family. This is not family hour. This is fucked up hour. That was Yeah, but you up. know, it's you know, it's a TV movie. Your dad's probably like, well, I can show the kids can well, watch it. It's yeah, on TV. It's on so, TV. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. There was no rating system back then, but it scared the shit it's out so, of us. It's so funny that like one image like that can just mess you up. Mess you up. And then the other one in that film would be... Um, I think somebody was like cheating on his wife or something and he leaves a house and then the fucking creature just shows up. The monster, I think they called him. The Nosferatu looking fucker. Yeah. I mean, he just appears out of nowhere. I was you know, like, oh my fucking God. I don't remember, but I'm going to need to rewatch that now. Rewatch I know it. that scene. I, I will never forget it. But the scariest part in there is the, um, I forget the actor's name, but he, he starred in a lot of movies with uh, Clint Eastwood. Every which way, loose. Oh, uh, Jeffrey Lewis. Yes. Yes. When he changes to a vampire, that dude is evil looking. All right. He's like in a he's in a bedroom, like rocking chair. Oh my yeah. god, it is just <laughs> evil. And then they're crawling around in that crawl space. Yeah. All the vampires are coming out. And they can't shut the door enough time. Oh my god, dude. You know, Warner Brothers just uh, released this on Blu-ray. Yes. I think to... I think we need to. It's uh, like seven or eight it. bucks. It's, it's worth it. I would love to revisit it, watch it again. Um, Maybe that's a possible live screening. That would be something That else. That would be good. That would be good. But it's, it's, it holds up well. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it on TV from time to time. Um, yeah. That's, I take it you weren't a fan of Return to Salem's Lot. No. I heard that was shit. Yeah, that's garbage. But the, the first one, wow. And then there's a scene in um, the 1979 Dracula um, when Van Helsing or whatever goes. God, he goes through like a... That was a graveyard. They're digging. They get through the coffin or whatever, and they go through it. It's like a, a cave or something. And it's the first time like he sees his daughter, and she comes out all white. Yeah. Papa, Papa. Oh my God, dude! As a kid, I was like, Holy fucking shit! Because my dad rented that on Beta and Jaws, so we quickly had to shut it off when Beta, that scene hit, and then we watched Jaws. Lots of lots of vampires on, on your list. Yeah, it, that's cool. That was really creepy. But Sam's lot though. Ooh. Nice. 
I would have probably up. put an honorable mention on this. Is probably Silent Night, Deadly Night. That was <laughs> kind of, but I was a little older at that point, so I wasn't freaked out. But yeah, that was that was just a. Oh. Very, it's disturbing more than it anything. Is. It is nothing yeah. like uh, Santa on the side of the road with his broke down car. Hey, should we help him? Yes, oh, of course. No. It's Santa. Oh, and no. then Santa then kills the dad and rapes the mom. I'm yeah, like, that's not cool. Just not cool at all. No, it's Santa. You can't do that. Point is, I get you in the holiday spirit. It does, doesn't it? Jesus. Especially the evil grandpa at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's that movie's wrong. It is. It's just it's still like I, I can't. I can't go back and revisit that. I can't movie. believe that I saw that at Point Cinema like two years ago. They showed that in a oh midnight screen, and it was Are amazing you? to see that on a big screen. <laughs> Just as bad, I bet. Pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. All right. I guess we can move on. That's, that was, that was exciting. That was, I think that was our best top five. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a good time. It's good to revisit the shit you watch when you're kids. Yeah. It's good stuff. So shall we move on and uh, start with our, our vote winner here, Maniac Cop? Sure. All right. Let's First movie was uh, of this week is Maniac Cop, 1988 movie, directed by William Lustig. Nobody really knows who he is. Who the fuck is William Lustig? Well, he also directed Maniac, which, have you seen Maniac? I have not. You should see Maniac. Okay. Only, that's an, I'm going to have you 12 movies to loan you. <laughs> nice. That's nice. a That's a classic slasher movie from the early 80s. He also directed something called Badge of Silence. Oh, so did he do the third one or not? Uh, Probably. He didn't do much else. Oh, no, no. It was just followed up with the two sequels. He didn't direct those? Okay, I don't know. I don't know. The sequels were terrible. So what did you think of Maniac Cop, Joe? I enjoyed it. I remember watching this, um, I think, when we became friends. We watched it maybe like two years after Yeah. we started hanging out. And you're like, oh, Joe, you ever see Maniac Cop? I'm like, no. And I think this was during the during the days where like you introduced me to like Spinal Tap Maniac Cop, a bunch of like these lower budget weird, movies weird and stuff. That. Yeah, but that was great. Yeah, I I just remember the it had a, a cool premise, and you know there were certain scenes where you're like, holy fuck, that's fucked up. You know when he comes knocking on the window when they're sitting at a, a long stop sign or whatever, like it, it won't turn green. Yeah, right. And they're drinking beer and shit. I'm like, oh, how did he see me? Hide your beer. There's a cop next to your window. Yeah, it was interesting. I I just like that he points to him, like, come here. He doesn't say anything. And then the guy the guy comes out of the, he leaves the car to go and check with the with the officer, and then he has him do the sobriety test, and then he just throws him on the Corvette that they were driving. Yeah. I think it was a Corvette. And the and lady was nice enough to just fucking take off and let his body just roll off. Why not? I think, I think he was still alive. Seems like a good idea. Yeah. Seems like the right idea. But no, I, I just overall, it's a, it's, a, it's a cool concept, obviously low budget, um, but it holds up pretty well for what it is. It's kind of like it, it feels like it's the last gasp of the kind of exploitation movie, yeah. Kind of range because it's you know it's it's cheap and down and dirty and like after that movie's got a lot more polished, you know. Yeah, very true. And I mean everything else went then kind of was straight to video and they kind of changed how movies are made. Right. The late '80s kind of changed. This is a movie that I think was probably censored a lot too. But right. Yeah, it's it's a pretty neat premise. It's you know I I would like to see them redo this film. This would they, be a they, fun they, movie. Are they I actually believe, doing? It? I believe okay. they are. Interesting. I, I've heard lots of rumors about it. I think the guy that did Drive, he's kind of a fan of a lot of these movies. Okay. And I think he's, I don't know if he's directing it or producing it. Okay, or that's two. cool. He's, yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that. I think that's cool. Yeah, it's got, of course, Robert Zadar in it, the great Robert Zadar from Samurai Cop is now the Maniac Cop, even though he wasn't Samurai Cop. And Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. <laughs> there was actually a lot of people from Tango and Cash in this movie. That was kind of funny. Like well, uh, a couple of the detectives. I'm trying to think. We're in the, we're Were in they? The, there was a, one guy that started... Um, doing like the interrogation scene he was like um, I'm trying to no remember. no no I'm sorry 
That's the next one. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Okay. Okay. Fair Son enough. Son of a bitch. Wow. That's awesome. Delete. Delete. No, just delete. Delete. Go we back. don't do that on this show. We just no, keep, never. We just keep rolling. This movie's got a pretty good cast, though. It does. Tom Atkins is great as always. Tom Atkins is fantastic. He's just—he's like the everyman. He's so easy yeah. to like get behind. He feels like kind of like your cool uncle, right? If you know, he's yeah. so cool. And I'm not a drinker, but he seems like the kind of guy you'd want to have a beer with. Of course. And you see him in interviews, comes off just like that. Guy. That's awesome. That's perfect. But he's—he's he's always. Did you talk to this guy? You actually met him? Right? No, I've never actually met Tom. Never Atkins. met. Okay. No. He's been at some conventions I've wanted to go okay. to. I haven't been there, but I've heard he's. That'd be a cool guy to go up to and talk to. Because he's been in a lot of movies, a lot of exploitation things. Yeah. If you don't know who Tom Atkins is, I'm trying to think of movies. He's in The Fog, which a lot of people have seen. He's also the in Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon yeah. is probably the biggest movie you've yeah. seen him in. He's the guy that gets um, his, shot by the assassin or whatever. His daughter the is the one at the beginning who dies, who kind yeah. of starts the whole movie. He's Rod, he's uh, Murtaugh's old war buddy. So You don't understand. I yeah. can't protect you from these people. Yep. Right but the he's milk. he's the the kind of hero of the movie, and it's it's kind of a twist. He's kind of a hero for a while. There's there's a maniac cop killing people, and <laughs> nobody believes it's a cop. And he he's Tom Atkins is a cop, and he's trying to you know figure it all out. Right. And but nobody wants to, and the force wants to think it's a cop. Right. Exactly. He's doing his own investigation, and he's on to a couple of suspects, and he, he nails it down. Well, you kind of yeah, and, and this leads to. The, the other main character is Bruce Campbell in this, the great Bruce Campbell. Yes. Who, in this movie, strangely enough, is like a total straight role. He's all serious. I don't think he cracks one joke. No, I think Which so. I know he's been in some movies where he hasn't joked around, but it's so weird to see him in a movie where he's like the lead good guy. Yeah, definitely. I'll give you know, that. no jokes or anything. Yeah, there's I mean, Tom Atkins straight, has more jokes legs. than he does. Yes, he does. But this overall is a movie with not a lot of humor in it. Not really. I mean, it... I mean, besides for the premise and, you know. It's pretty straight-laced all the way through, yeah. you know, but it, it kind of takes itself too serious. You know what I'm saying? I See, I disagree because I think it's it's cool to see a movie where it's like, I understand the premise is hokey sure. and it's a joke, yeah. but I think it plays better that they went straight with it because otherwise it could have just turned a whole joke fest. It's, you know? Yeah. I and mean, if it was done in the style of, like, Evil Dead 2, for example, it would have been a little, like, over the top. Yeah. I mean, you know? I, who knows? If they do a remake, maybe they'll do it that way. Maybe. But it's yeah, it's totally straight, and you know, it's it's kind of a slasher, kind of a. And this was after Evil Dead, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, so I the, think Evil Dead was '87, and this was '88. Okay. I could be wrong on that, but. Well, okay, sorry, my bad. I, I mistaken the two movies. So in this one here, Sam Raimi was the reporter. Yes. And then one of the henchmen from Darkman. I don't even know who that actor is. Yep. Um, but he, he was the guy that always hung out with the dude with the. Uh, Oh, he had the no leg. Yep. Yeah, the one leg. Sam, yeah, Sam Raimi's done a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Where they keep so it's kind of cool how they all hung out together or whatever. So yeah, Sam Raimi has a bit part in this as like a reporter, like right? Because you know, and actually, I don't know if you read that, but there's like a, the, the scene that he did was like at a uh, a parade. Yes. And he yep. he helped film that scene. Okay. And they used that to help get funding for this movie. Oh no shit! Some of that footage. So. Nice. Sam Raimi's always been such an independent guy. He just does all that kind of crazy stuff. So. He, he looked a lot like Ted Raimi yeah. in that scene, but that's yep. pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah, no, overall it was great. I mean, I sort of got this stunt at the end of the film when the um, fucking van goes off the freaking uh, the pier. Yeah. It looks so unsafe. It did. I mean, it looks like the guy... With the actors flying off. Yeah, I'm like, like that. Like, didn't he come close to that, like, landing on him and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's just still kind of a creepy sequence to watch to this day. Yeah, because it's, it's, he's lucky he landed where he landed. Because that thing could have crushed him. I, I miss the old world stunts like that. Just yeah. a classic, oh, yeah. like, you know, wow. It's like, 
<laughs> you you kind of when you're growing up with that stuff, you take it for granted. Yep. And now that yep. the day of CGI, it's like that shit was awesome. Oh, it's great because you just like. Unfortunately, back in those days, people did die in some of these right, stunts. Right. You know, exactly. The, you know, every year there was probably a, a big big action movie. Somebody died. Oh yeah, big time. And it was usually something really insignificant that right. happened. Like in Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah, the helicopter crashing. Right? Yeah, pretty famous actor. Him and the kids got yeah. got chopped up by that helicopter. It's messed up, man. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I like the stunts. You don't want anybody to die for it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the Twilight Zone movie, um, going back to the top five, that would have been a perfect sequence because that's getting the shit out of me, too. The beginning part? Yes, when um, Dan, Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd turns. Yeah. And it's like, it's just this weird, I don't think, know what it was. That's scary. Like, Take a look at this. Yeah, oh, man, that's like, whoa. Yeah, there's so another one. Back. Yep, yeah, another no, one. that's, I agree. But anyways. The uh, for Poltergeist, I mean, there's, Number of scenes. Yeah, I, I should have put the the the. Um, Sorry. The poltergeist face peeling scene is always up there too. Yeah, yeah, man. We probably could have done a whole podcast of shit that scared us yeah, when we were kids. Yeah, exactly. And made us as messed up, you know, yep. as we are today. The, the crawling meat with worms coming out yep, of it. It's yeah. all there. Well, let's get back to Maniac Cop. Yep. You know, uh, Robert Zadar doesn't say basically anything in this movie. He screams a couple times. Yeah. He's Christ. very menacing. Yeah, his face is pretty fucked up. Man. Yeah, they did, with the makeup on there, it was a nice did, touch. Yeah, so it I comes just like that he was backlit, always in shadow. Um, he was a menacing character. In the yeah, film. and it turns out that Robert Zadar is, is obviously the main cop, killing all these innocent people. And it, it turns out that he went to prison. He was a cop, and they don't—they're kind of murky on that. If he was a they bad are. cop, he was going against corruption, but he also said he was kind of like a. And then they, had a lot they, of pr- they put him away, framed him, and then they t- literally killed him. Probably the most effective scene in the movie is the flashback sequence, kind of done in slow motion where like... Yeah, in the shower? I thought the part where the judge is banging the gavel in slow-mo and stuff and that creepy music you heard at the beginning of our show. (laughs) And then, yeah, he he gets attacked in the shower by a couple guys and beats that guy out of them but then gets slashed by him. That scene would have been better if Morgan Freeman would have narrated it, don't you think? And that was the the last time (laughs) (laughs) he ever walked... Normal again. I missed my friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's so terrible. So I was the worst Morgan Freeman in the world. I cannot do more. No, I can't either. He's a he's a tough one to do, but that's great. Yes. But anyways, it, it just comes down. And the funny thing about this movie is, it's like it sets it up that Tom Atkins is the hero, and he is for probably he two is. thirds of the movie. He is until and then the maniac cop kills him out of nowhere, throws him out a window. Out the fucking window. And that's a painful death, man, because the dude landed on a car. Yeah. Hard. And he was and he, out. He has an yeah. incredible scream that definitely is not Tom Atkins going, oh! <laughs> but yeah, he's dead, and that basically, you know, Bruce Campbell takes over, which was strange because Bruce Campbell's character, you know, really isn't much of a hero. It's no, like, he's not likable. The first thing you're introduced to him, he's perhaps the maniac cop, and his wife catches him cheating with another cop. Yep. So he's, he's kind of a two timer, and it's like, he doesn't really develop into a hero he's kind of like you never really like him who called the house who called at the beginning he's gonna go out and you know him. what i think it was the the woman the older woman that was kind of like taking care because okay. they were trying to frame him okay but again a lot of this is kind of murky because because the older lady was friends with the girl he was screwing well no i right? think no well, i think so but she was um she was kind of protecting matt the, right the maniac cop. the maniac cop. okay so but yes yeah. A lot of it, a lot of this movies kind of doesn't make sense. Well, no, but you that, have that to does go now because I was like, wait a minute, was it? It's the funny that in a movie they called, you know, I don't. No, know. I believe it was her because she was trying to set it up. To set he, it up. He, that you know, 
Bruce Campbell's character was yeah, for me. She, she was like, I don't like being alone, blah, blah, blah. Stay here. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, so there's not, besides her Tom Atkins, there's not a lot of likable characters in this movie. No, not really. And I don't know, for me, the um, the actress in the movie, I have no idea what that Terrible. was. Terrible! The, the love interest? She was awful. Something about her hair or something. Well, not the hair, just and her acting was terrible. Yeah, when she's talking, Matt Cordell was locked up years ago. <laughs> oh, man, she's talking just like that. I'm like, oh, my God, she's terrible. <laughs> it's funny because everybody else in the movie's solid. Yeah. They've yeah. got a lot of good character actors. Richard Roundtree, Shaft himself is the commissioner. Shaft himself, yes. William Smith, who's an old-time actor, played the captain, the kind of gruff captain. Okay. He's good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, and, you know, everybody's good except for this woman. It's yeah. funny that, like, you get somebody like that and they stick out in the entire movie where yeah. it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that was that was. But yeah, the movie loses a bit of steam after Tom Atkins dies. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, in a movie sometimes it's cool when you have a shocking death of a main character like in Psycho or something. Sure. But this one kind of deflated me a bit. Not just because it's Tom Atkins no, and he's super cool. I, I think if, if Bruce Campbell's character was more uh, set up more likable, you know, yeah. and was an actual hero of the film, you'd yeah. be like, oh, cool, awesome. I think they were going for that whole realistic element that it's like, oh, this guy, he, right. he's not your typical hero, but right. you're going you're gonna to follow him. And you do, but it's like it really loses steam because you wanted to see friggin' Tom Atkins get, get, get after it with the maniac the, cop. The funniest line that Bruce Campbell Campbell delivers in the in the film. Actually, he doesn't really deliver it. It's, it's the uh, two cops that are laying on the ground that deliver the line. But he, he's holding the gun. There's a bunch of dead cops around, right? In yeah. The, in the actual um, police station. Yeah. And, and they catch Bruce Campbell. And he's like, drop your guns. Get on the floor. I didn't do this. And he runs out. And they're like, hey, we should go after him. He said he didn't do it. It's great. That was, I laughed. Yeah, okay, that good. that was that was amusing, but, but it's other, just, other than that, it's pretty straight laced, you know. Yeah, probably the coolest thing about this movie is it's basically the battle of the two biggest chins in Hollywood: <laughs> Robert Zadar and Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, I noticed Bruce Campbell had a nice scar on the chin. They really needed to do like a poster of this with them face was to face. Was that makeup or is it an actual scar? I think it's an actual scar. Okay, yeah. it's probably from one of the Evil Dead movies since Sam Raimi beats the shit out of him in every movie. Right, because he kind of had that kind of scar, kind of all. Yeah. Chopped up in the I'm pretty sure. Too, right? Yeah. 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 Maybe sustained it during filming. Probably. If you're Bruce Campbell, it's like basically uh, Sam Raimi tortures him during the right. movies. They're, yeah, he talks about it in Army Darkness all the time. It's like, it's like he's going to put a stunt double in. It's like, no, he no, can no, do he this. He can do it. Let's just beat him up. <laughs> yep. And it's always Sam Raimi's hand that's like hitting Bruce Campbell in movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's friends right there. The Sam Raimi car wasn't in the film, though, was it? In this? I don't know. Was, was no, it? No, because it's not a Sam Raimi movie. Okay, all right. I don't think so. Because there's a scene where they get yellow pulls up. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, that, that's not the car, is it? The Raimi yeah. car. But no, I think Sam Raimi just kind of, like I said, he was kind of just sure. moving around a lot of independent movies at this point. So there's an interesting thing, like the. Um, do you see the interesting clip, like in the where the woman is running from the maniac cop and hides in the the bad acting woman hides in the closet. Yes. And there's in the office. It's an office. And there's a boxer that says Westlake on it. Yes. And they, they wonder if that had something to do with Raimi doing Peyton Westlake from Dark Man. Interesting. I, that seems very reachy to me. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, but well, maybe he just, yeah, maybe just used that name for Dark Man. Maybe know, saw so. the movie. That's a good yeah. name for him. Could be. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Westlake. Well, yeah, so, so Maniac Cop is a lot of fun. It's a, just an interesting kind of throwback movie. And a it's, remake is in the works, huh? Well, allegedly. You, you know those remakes go that one week it's happening, the next week it's, it's dead. Where, where did this movie place on opening weekend do? Uh, I don't think it did. <laughs> it did make uh, like a slight 
theatrical release. This came out in 1988? Yes. Willow was number one in the box office. Maniac Cop was so low. Yeah, you're right. Maniac Cop, you are not great. <laughs> no, it, it didn't register. Salsa, the motion picture. Did Salsa did better than this? Yes. Oh, no. Boxy Blues, The Last Emperor. No. Good Morning Vietnam was the 12th spot. Look at that. Beetlejuice was in there at number four. Colors. colors. Colors, colors, colors. <laughs> Friday the 13th. Which one? Fantastic. Seven? Yeah, seven? part seven. Nice. And then Willow was your number one. That pulled in $8 million. Over well, this movie cost $1.1 million and made 671000 yeah, so it was not a box office smash. It was not profitable. It played Look, in 50 theaters. Yeah. Wow. Didn't, didn't get very much of a release. I would say, though, over the years, this movie's probably, you know, become... A, well, it's like a cult classic, yeah. isn't it, for the most I mean, part? Yeah, I'm sure, it, since it obviously didn't get advertised very much. No, I, I think I've seen bits and pieces of Maniac Cop, too, but I'll have to revisit that. You said it's really a pile of shit. It's not that good. I wasn't really that into it. But I would love to watch Maniac Cop 3, Badge of Silence, which was released in 93. It's got Jackie Early Haley, Errol Haley in it, so... Really? A, a brief role, yeah. All right. In between when he was delivering pizzas. Really? Yeah, he quit Hollywood for a while and he was delivering pizzas. Then he got like, did you hear that story? You he know what I'm talking about. He later right? played uh, Freddy Krueger, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he was also in Watchmen. Yeah. Right? Okay. Warthog um, or whatever. It's funny, he was out of Hollywood for 10, 15 years. Okay. And like, he was delivering pizzas. No he shit. Didn't really end. And somebody, when they were casting the movie Little Children, which is it's a movie that they cast him yeah. in. Yeah. Somebody, they were looking for the role of the, the child molester. Okay. And, like, somebody's like, oh, was, I remember Jackie Earl Haley. What's he doing? And they looked him up. He hadn't been in the movies for 10, 15 years. Oh, shit. They, they get him in. He gets the role. And he's up for an Oscar. That's Best supporting actor. Great story. Wow. Yeah. He went from doing Badge of Silence to Oscars 15 years later. You know, good for him. That's a great story. That's completely unrelated. I know of a guy. Boy, does he look like a child molester. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And he played Freddy Krueger. Yeah, which that one sucked. He's, that was terrible. Jack Earl Haley's greatest performance was in Doll Man with Tim Thomerson. Remember Doll Man? Yeah. He's in that? <laughs> He's the bad guy. Really? Yes. Oh, man, i gotta, I got to go back and revisit that. You do. Another film I have on Blu-ray. Just awful. Awesome. 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 You own awesome. them all, my friend. I do. That's all the bad movies I've got. It, so. <laughs> it's great. All right, Joe. So Maniac Cop, what are you, you going to give it? Maniac Cop... Um, you never think about this in advance, do you? Let's there's, go. There's always a big um when we. Let's do. go with. Um, let's go with some Van Damme, man. It, it's a fun movie. Give it, give it a four. Give it a four, huh? Let's go with four. Wow, we haven't, we haven't done a Van Damme for a while, so. <laughs> it's kind of apropos that you put Van Damme because we got a little Van Damme later. Yeah, like Van Damme news. Van Damme. It's alright. If you like the way I dance, check out Breaking Two, The Boogaboo. Was that uh, Christopher Walken? <laughs> I don't know who that was. It sounded sort of like Christopher Walken. There's a boy. His name's Van Damme. Ice is gonna break. <laughs> dance. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it three stars. I can't go to four. I, I really, I really like it. I think it's 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 a very enjoyable. It, it actually makes more sense than them giving it three stars because you know Bruce Campbell's in it, and, you know. Groovy. It's definitely a, a groovy movie. It's definitely worth checking out. Groovy. 
It's you know it's got some inconsistencies. There's times where it's a little boring. Yeah. And like I, I said, that, but it's, I, you, you get downgraded whenever you kill off Tom Atkins like that. Right. It's just overall, it's just a cool. Yeah. It's definitely a fun. It's a definitely a fun throwback for yeah, definitely. an '80s movie, and I definitely it's definitely worth checking out. So, made that cop, thumbs up. We loved it. All right. So, like we said, we're not just going to do one this time. We are going to we're going to do two movies. It's crazy. This is the first time. So, and boy, this was a treat because yeah, this well, is my first viewing yeah, of this movie. You you know most people didn't believe when I said we were going to do two movies. Did you think I was kidding? No, I wasn't kidding. Definitely not. Uh, Our second movie today is The Horror Show. It's another late 80s movie. This one is uh, directed by uh, James Isaac, I believe. That's the correct name? James Isaac, because David Blythe was fired, and he's uncredited. This is one of those movies where, yeah, it's... I have no idea who the fuck that is, by the way. Neither of them. Who was James Isaac? He did uh, Jason X. That was the only big movie. He did Jason X, the Jason in Space movie? Yes. Oh, my God. You can kind of tell a movie's troubled when it's got a director being replaced. And actually, also, did you see who wrote this movie? Uh, let's see here. I know who wrote it. Alan Warner? Well, it was written by uh, two people. Okay. One of them was Alan Smithy, so you know what that means. Alan Smithy. Yes. You, you know what Alan Smithy means, of course, right? No. You don't? No. Alan Smithy is the, the name that people are allowed to use when they want their name taken off of a movie. Really? Yep. Alan Smithy. If you like write you a learn movie, something new every yeah, day, folks. Yeah, if you write a, wow. this, it's not anymore. You can't do it anymore. But really, yeah. Basically, if you write a movie or like you make a movie, like a lot of times this happens for directors. Sure. Okay. Like if you direct a movie and the studio takes it away from you and you're pissed about it, you yeah. can file a grievance and they will take your name off the movie if there's really credence to that, and they'll just put Alan Smithy directed it. No shit. Yeah, but it actually became so popular that they've taken that away now. Really? Okay. Because it's yeah, yeah. and they made that stupid movie. Like, what was it called? Burn, Hollywood Burn, an Alan Smithy film or something? It was a big movie that came out. Joe Esterhaus, I think, had something to do with it. Really? Yeah. Burn, Hollywood Burn? Yeah, it's an awful movie. But, oh, my God. But, yeah, it became... Is it the movie that had, like, every actor yes, on the planet? Okay. Yes, yes. All right. But, yeah, so this is one of those movies where it's, like, the writer... There's, it's funny because there's two writers. One of them took the name off, the other one didn't. <laughs> Leslie Bohem? Yeah, yeah which... Like, and it's funny because I looked up the guy who had his name taken off. I'm like, yeah. he never did anything else. I'm like, and that's why Alan Warner is yeah. the, right. Okay. I figured, oh, he's this you know big time guy that did, did sure. didn't want to. Right. No, he didn't do anything else. But so I always find that kind of interesting. That is that's a great story. So the horror show is basically uh, about a cop who's haunted by this killer that he caught to meat cleaver Max Jenke, a name that Joe loves. <laughs> It's not scary. Who's he, after you? He caught he caught this guy and he's still haunted by him. And he goes to attend the execution and Max Jenke is apparently made a pact with the devil, which we've never really it that, doesn't it's not explained in the no. movie. Oh, does he ever talk to the devil? No, because no. it's it's all said, oh, well, he makes a deal with the devil to come back, and none of that is explained. The only thing that's explained in the movie is basically the who's the, the psychiatrist guy or the, the that's helping him the, the creepy dude the creepy dude yeah creepy dude is like saying well he's he had an electric chair in his house and he was preparing himself for this yeah but none of it really makes any sense no that doesn't make any sense that you basically just a way to get electrocuted yeah basically just a way for him to die and come back as like a evil ghost electrical impulse whatever he is and but this movie stars Lance Henriksen in a rare starring role what did you think of Lance Henriksen as the star of a movie Joe um do you, think he could, do you think he could carry a movie? 
did all right. In I mean, this you've one. seen you've seen Lance Henriksen in hundreds of movies. He's always a really good actor, but you never see him as the lead. Right. It it, it was interesting. I mean, he kind of it was a believable, um, you know, kind everyday cop, Joe yeah. kind of cop type, you know, role. But yeah, he did all right for what it is, for what it's worth. I think I in this like, I think in this case. He the script, the script, yeah. the, the script is not great, so it's kind of like he did what he could do with it. Right. And I think he's, you know, he's, he's believable. And he's oh, likable. he was believable. I mean, especially when he finds a head in a fucking deep fryer and, and a fucking chop That scene was man. pretty cool. I like the blue plate special with uh, the cop head there. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Or the, the fucking turkey that comes to life. I'm yeah. Like, Holy Christ. Well, I think that Lance Henriksen and Brian James who plays the killer in this, and I think this is Brian James' best performance. He's awesome in this movie. He's, all, he's another guy that you've seen in a lot of movies, just... Kind of in the background. Yeah, yep. 48 Hours, you know, uh, um, Blade Runner. He's in Blade Runner. Oh, Brian James, okay. Yeah. Tango and Cash. Let me tell you about my mother. Yes. Right? Yes. Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Another class. Same year, I think probably same year. But And that's that's the, one of the other actors, the Lance Hendricks's, like, uh, was it his boss or detective or whatever? Yeah. The one that he knocked out to leave the room. Okay, sure. Right? That gentleman was in Tango and Cash. It's funny they never placed yeah. that. Because well. um, he's a, one of the cops that set him up. You're going down for this. Oh, yes. That's him. So, so it's kind of funny that they, you know, he's done, nothing but, he's done nothing but play actors cops. in both movies. In both movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So basically, um, Lance Henriksen lost his partner to Max Jenke. Got yes. killed. His partner, uh, I'll and, go ahead and say it right now. Well, it starts it, off with him having a dream, yeah. right, of the the occurrence, right, yes. for the most part. And that was gets, pretty creepy scene at the beginning it, where it switches back and forth because his wife's trying to wake him up, and then it turns out it's Max yeah, Jenky. It's, it's and Max Jenky yeah. in a wig. And he starts strangling his ah, wife. You know, kind of yeah, it was... It's, there's some there's some effective parts in this movie and there's some parts that don't work. I mean, I, I like the whole beginning where they have the, like the, the video of them having picnics and all that, throwing yeah. the football, and he's a... He's good in the role. I'm yeah. not going to knock on Lance Henriksen. I thought he did a fine I was just job. curious your thoughts because, I mean, since you've never seen the movie and you've watched Lance Henriksen for 30 years, you've never really probably Terminator, seen Terminator, Aliens, I mean, yeah. yeah, he's a solid actor. But I, I can't he... think of many other movies in this time frame where he was a star. No, and I, I thought it, I thought it was fun. But again, that's me knowing who Lance Henriksen yeah. is, you know? Um, you know, watching movies like Hard Target and Aliens and original Terminator. Yeah. He's a cool cat. He looks strange, you know. Yeah, he's he a, just has was, a certain unique. The thing I was look. really surprised about is when he got like, got out of the bed and he had his shirt off. He really, really. Well, oh, dude's ripped. Yeah, he's ripped. I was up. listening to the commentary track on this. The, the producer Sean Cunningham talked about that. Like he would say that Lance Henriksen would go to Gold's Gym every day before they filmed, and, like really? punch a punching bag, okay, to like relieve stress. Nice. Yeah. Probably I'm stressed I, that he was in the movie. Um, yeah, but I do have to ask before we go on. Are you related to Rita Taker? I was gonna say the same thing. I, I am not. I was so thrilled that somebody is in a movie that like has my name spelled the same way. Tom Tom's name appears in um, movies from time to time. You hey, know, Detective Taggart. There's a Brian Taggart. I think he wrote the Rutger Hauer movie uh, Wanted Dead or Alive. There you go. Spelled the See? same. So. Fire well, down below. Wasn't Taggart? That was Steven Seagal's name. Also, the um, the one it. of the rednecks in Blazing Saddles is called Taggart. <laughs> There the guy go. who farts a lot. So, <laughs> they must have known me. So no, um, it was yeah. edited by Edward Anton because I know people want to know that. <laughs> Edward <laughs> Anton. 
Yeah. So let's talk about Brian James. Like I said, I think he was fantastic as as Max Janky. Did you did you like him in this movie? Oh yeah, I, I thought he was I thought he was fantastic. You can tell they're they're Meet totally Cleaver Max. Yeah, you can tell Great they're name. totally aping like a Freddy Krueger. They're so desperate to make a Freddy Krueger. movie. I have to ask you. Okay, so this film is released. Okay, in, you're, you're going uh, to Shocker. Yeah, you know April 1989, and then Shocker. It's basically the same plot that was released in October of 1989. Yep, Shocker came out later, so I don't know which was the ripoff. Also, there was a movie called The First Power with Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes, I remember that. Yep. It's funny because they all came out within the same year. There was a thing. There was a thing going on in the 80s. You will probably remember this, where it's like they would release a movie, and there would be like three like knockoffs would be competing to be yes. out first. First, it was The Abyss, Leviathan, and Deep Star Six. Yep. All those type of movies. And then what else was it? There was a bunch of other movies that would always just be like... Well, then you have this over yeah. here. And then you get to the 90s and you had like Tombstone, Wild Bill, and like, you know, Wyatt Earp. And yep. all those, all these, it's all kind of like the same things. And they're, they're always fighting to come... I, I don't understand how that happens at Hollywood. So, so I wonder if, if, if that's just kind of like um, uh, a project that goes on for the most part in Hollywood. Like, here's, here's, the, uh, here's the premise, guys. Yeah. We want to film three different ways. Go. See if we can do it. See who wins and makes. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. I, I think clearly. Is it an experiment, or I don't? I don't get it. Or well, does everybody steal that one idea? I, well, when I say this is totally trying to be like a Nightmare on Elm Street, Shocker was directed by Wes Craven. It was the guy who did Nightmare on Elm Street. And that sucked. Yeah, this is better than Shocker. Yeah, because it's and more of a horror movie. It's funny. Shocker, Shocker was like a. It was like a comedy in a way. Yeah, I didn't take it. Serious at all? Well, this has some, this has this definitely has some comedy in it. Kidding me? Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. But I'm I'm saying it's a it's a little more on the slasher side than Shocker was. Yeah. Shocker was just over the top and silly. Yeah. And so they both uh, made a deal with the devil before they faced the electric chair. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I just again it just this rode the wave of apparently this is the year for the serial killers to get electrocuted and come back. What a noble idea. But ap- yeah, after Lance Henriksen uh, partner gets killed, he. Uh, He's going to go after Max Jenke, but you know he makes a promise to his partner that he's going to nail his fucking ass. Yep, he's going to nail his fucking ass. <laughs> and boy, does he ever! When Mel Gibson but should have showed up. Usually, I ask you. Usually, when I think somebody, I usually set you up by saying, "Joe, who is the worst actor in this movie? Who is the worst actor in this movie for you?" It's the it's Lance Henriksen's son. Okay. That kid creeped the fuck out of me, dude. Okay. Was he wearing Was makeup? it because he said this line? Sure, I don't think so. If I know Vinny, he's probably going out with Bobby Sue or Mimi, the girl that, look at me, I got the big boobies in my I got the big boobies. No, you know what? I, the, the that kid, kid creeped me out, man. The kid's bad, but the, the worst guy is his partner. His the guy partner? who plays his partner. Okay. When he just death scene, it's like the worst. Listen to this. Because obviously his, his partner was scared yeah. before he goes into what was that warehouse or whatever he was going into. It kind of started with like a diner. It started like a diner, diner and then it became weird. like a weird warehouse thing. But he gets his arm chopped off, right? Yeah. He's tied up in chains, and then Jenky must have thrown him down right at Lance Henriksen's character. And well, yeah, what would have been better this movie? This movie was it definitely was creepy when Lance Henriksen started rubbing his afro. 
put his thumb. Yeah, I, guess I, never, I guess I never noticed that when he's dying, you mean? Very creepy. I guess I never noticed His partner that. dies, and I get it. It's an emotional moment, but just that the two rubs with his thumb through the dude's afro. I'm like, God darn it, I'm going to have to go back and watch that again. You'll laugh. Okay. That is a laughing moment. Yeah, so I think that this movie was definitely censored. There's so much cut out of this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. You can tell. Well, it was a, originally a lot had to get removed because originally it was going to get an X rating. Yeah, well, I mean, because they say, like, you know, after Vinny, the, the boyfriend and the daughter, gets killed, they're yeah. like, they confront Lance Henriksen because he's kind of being framed. Like, he was cut in half. And I'm like, they say that they filmed that. He was cut in half. You right. didn't see any of yeah, that. No, you didn't see it at all. Yeah. That's interesting. But yeah, there's so much cut out of this. And, you know, I think it would have helped the movie. Sometimes when a movie's not the best, up the gore and it helps. I, did, I was laughing during that whole scene when he's like, oh, you want me to whip it out? Yes. When the boyfriend's down in the basement, he's yeah. like, hey, yeah, yeah, take out the yeah. <laughs> Dude, that, that was great. Okay, so... The voiceover was so fantastic. So Jenky gets, uh, gets yeah. electrocuted and that leads to one of my, probably my favorite line of the movie. He get, they try to electrocute him once, and he, and he doesn't, uh, doesn't and die. And buddy Lawrence Tierney. Yeah. He's hanging out there from Reservoir Dogs. Oh, I love Before Reservoir Dogs, yeah. Way, way before Reservoir. That, well, only a couple of years. Oh, yeah, you're right. That, Two or three years. Yeah. <laughs> he looks exactly the same. He does. That would have been great. He's like, let's get to work. <laughs> yeah, Jenky's got, like, tons of great lines. So he comes back from the dead and starts haunting. Uh, doesn't Tierney come up to him? And you think he was going to deliver a great line to him? He's like, get away from me, you fucking creepo or something. I'm like, come on. Lawrence Tierney has like better line than that. three or four lines in this movie. He's like just like a, a bit player. He doesn't do shit. He's funny. Increase the voltage. That's all he says for the most part. Increase the voltage. So, it, yeah, so, so before uh, before uh, Jenky dies, uh, collapses, he confronts Lance Henriksen at the, uh, at the uh, he, Lance Henriksen's front row watching the electrocution and, he makes one last gasp and. Oh yeah, I'll bring the beer. I mean, yeah, I I just love the guy in this. He's just it's it's cheesy as shit, but he just totally gives into it. So so he he okay he gets electrocuted he dies. Next thing you know, we see him in the morgue, right? Yeah. And then that creepo dude shows up. The What was he, a scientist or something? He was just investigating stuff. Okay. And, yeah, he, he, and then he's like, did you notice any surges? And the guy's like, dude, that, they're fucking dead. That guy, the only thing he was ever in that I knew from was uh, the TV show Riptide. Okay. Riptide? Yeah. So he that, was the geeky computer guy from that. Yep. Good call. Yep. I always knew that because his name was like, Either Tom Bray or something, but it's spelled T H O M. Really? So I always wonder what is his name Tom or Thom? Thom. Yeah. Call me. Thom. And my name's Tom, so I'm like, why is, is his name Tom or Thom? I spell mine T O M. Yeah. Anyways, there you go. Thom. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Roger Ebert, he didn't like the movie, did he? Roger Ebert doesn't like anything. <laughs> he he did though. He likes Speed too. What the fuck? Yeah, Tom, I'm telling you, man. If you had Thom. to pick a movie, you'd watch this over Speed too. Oh, God I mean, yeah. come on. God yeah. Someday you'll have to see this movie, though, yep. Tom. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah, so so Janky comes back and starts haunting Lance Henriksen and kind of killing people. And it's never really clear though, like this what the parameters awesome. of his like abilities are. He can is he in the real world or is he not? I, that's or? a part where I didn't understand. That's kind of where I was going. Where they, he shows up in the morning and then he just becomes like this electrical. He's, and power. he enters, enters enters their furnace in their basement. Right like, away. How does that make sense? I don't know. 
That's the I problem. Don't. It's like, I understand these movies, you got to shut your brain off. He's in the furnace, and then it's like, okay, but he can still kill people? It, did, yeah. it didn't make any sense. So he's At like, least he could have been, like, glowing with, like, electricity shooting. He's physically him. killing people. He's not, like, shocking people or anything. He's, you know, he's physically killing them. It doesn't he's make there, sense. And then, and the, but then he he can, at the end, they shock him, and then he comes back into reality. They were in the house the whole time or something. Like, And, and where this movie really shines is some of the ways awesome. he kind of haunts, like, Lance Hendrickson, because... There's a part where Lance Hendrickson, they're sitting down for Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. And he comes back as a turkey. He's like the head of the turkey. It's yep. like an animated, not animated, it's like a, what, what's a, what type of uh, special effect was that? What? what the, uh, like a puppetry the, turkey head or something? Oh, yeah, I believe so. They it's were, Max Janky's head, and he's, you it know. It looked as, as if it was something out of, like, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Want to smoke? <laughs> so Lance Hendrickson is like the chops, like stabs, out. yeah, stabs the turkey, and then his parent, his family thinks he's crazy. Yeah, and he's like, I don't like turkey. And then later, Jank, they're watching a television program, and it's like he a comedy. A comedian. Thing. Yeah, he's and a Max Janky is the comedian on the screen making some really weird jokes. Those were great jokes. And then he, Lance Hendrickson pulls out his gun and shoots the TV. Shoots the TV. So he's unhinged, and that kind of stuff I liked because I thought that was kind of creative, and they were really playing with it. You know, the well, yeah, TV. he was kind of going nuts or whatever. That was a funny sequence. Um, I don't know if you recorded that one, but when he's talking to his uh, shrink, right? And the shrink talks about, um, oh, fuck, what do you call that? When, when you're bleeding, all that from... Um, the stigmata. The stigmata, yes. Yeah. And he's going through that whole story, right? Oh, he was, his palms were bleeding. Lance Henderson's <laughs> yeah. just like, that's the stupidest yeah. fucking thing I've ever heard. I should have I taped that. Because, but, I, you know, when I saw that, I was kind of like, was I swear to God, that's ad-libbed. He must have just ad-libbed. I, I think he did. But that was, was awesome. Yeah. That was really Because I totally feel like he's like, yeah, that's dumb to say that. Yeah. And they left it in. He's just like, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've and ever heard. And the best, probably the best thing of his, uh, you know, Brian James's performance is his laugh throughout this movie. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Janky. <laughs> you can tell they're just totally so desperate to make another Freddy Krueger here. And you know what? I would have been fine if they made another one of those movies. I'd watch it. Yeah. I, mean, I enjoyed it. Max is waiting. Yeah. <laughs> In your home, behind the door, beneath the steps, Max is waiting. It's cool poster. Is. I like that poster. It apparently is. But this is kind of funny um, where this film was also released with the title House 3, The Horror Show. Yeah, that's where Sean Cunningham comes into it, the, the producer of the original Friday the 13th. He made a movie a few years earlier called House. Yep. And then they made a sequel called House 2. And then this movie came out, and I've heard so many different stories. Like but the it, actor from The Great American Hero, right? He was in the first one, yeah. He was in the William, first William one. Cott, yeah. That's it. William it's, it. This movie, it's, I've heard it's House 3. In some regions it was released as House 3. Is it the same house that was in the no, original House? No, no it's, it's not. not. It's not even related. And that's the funny thing is it's released in some territories as House 3, which is strange because House 2 wasn't really a hit and House 1 was only like a marginal hit. But in foreign countries, a lot of times they love to just like throw like a previous release movie it's, and say like a sequel even if it's not related. It's so stupid just for the name. Well, right? especially because I like they, a lot of people said, oh, it really was supposed to be House 3, but in the U.S. they wanted to change the name because House 2 wasn't popular. Right. But then I listened to the commentary track with Sean Cunningham and he's kind of like, well, it didn't really... He didn't really vouch for it, and I don't know if it really was House 3. But so then I, the third true House film yeah. was actually named House 4. Well, that's kind of it, because like, this wasn't House 3 in the U.S., but they finally did release another House movie, and because this movie was known as House 3, they had to change that movie to House 4. That's so as a kid, I'd seen this movie, but didn't know it was like House 3. I knew it was the horror show, and I worked in a video store, and House 4 came out, and I was like, what the fuck, where's House 3? 
and the internet wasn't really around at that right, point. Exactly. So I'm kind of like, this makes no sense. Did they forget there was like no House Three? House Four. Yeah. You're like, what? I, I guess it's kind of the situation they got into with like the Halloween movies in a way, right? You, you go off on a, a subplot in a way, right? For the most part. Then well, yeah, but the Halloween Michael Three Myers. was always Halloween. You know, never changed that. Well, true. It had the yeah. I guess yeah. That's a terrible you know, example. The, well, yeah. But in a, in a way, it's just like you're like, what the fuck was that? Well, yeah, it's just, that's having the, the same house name house. and changing. But I mean, this it's goofy. This kind of had a similar. It's like you know, a similar house. The original house was way different, but it was like a house with his the war guys war buddies coming after him. And this movie's kind of like a that movie sucked. House house was shit. I remember <laughs> seeing that preview. Fuck, I think we went to see. I don't know what it was uh, playing, Rocky IV, Snowman, yeah. whatever the fuck was playing. Yeah. I saw that preview, I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be so scary. And then you, you go and you view it and you're like... It was a comedy. It was mostly a comedy. Yeah. I don't think yeah. House is that bad. Yeah, I laughed the dude at from it. Cheers, for Christ's sakes, in there. Cheers. He also had uh, Bull from Night Court as the bad guy. <laughs> That's hilarious. I enjoyed House. It's not It's not a good movie, but it's a guilty pleasure. So It's definitely an, an 80s Ding movie. Ding dong, you're dead. Or yeah. Whatever the hell that shitty thing was. So I, I guess it... it Technically relates a little bit, but it's none of the same characters, and it's it's a similar kind of a similar premise, right. but not enough to really give it that name, and that name wasn't worth shit anyways. But yeah, I almost received the X rating here. It's uh, the full uncut, uncut version was never released, um, but I guess there's some stills out there. Yeah, there's some of the deleted sequences, including Bonnie's birthday scene where blood spills out of a birthday cake. Yeah, that'd have been great. Hey, I, I like to see all that stuff. Yeah, Bonnie's dead boyfriend being torn in half. And the scene where Lucas pulls his chest open. And then his heart is shown. Indeed. Uh, it, it always kind of looked like a vagina. A little bit. You know, I'm Those like, special yeah, effects yeah. weren't the best. No. A little disturbed when his daughter's all pregnant. With yeah. The fucking with the janky, janky baby. baby. The janky like, baby. The janky baby was fucking scary looking. <laughs> Things look wrong. It looked almost as gross as that fucking cocksucker Cato or Quato or whatever from Total, Total Recall. I'm getting your hands, Quaid. You real fucking ugly. I've got a, I've got an idea for another product since we're talking about movies. Yes. We're gonna release like a new game. It's gonna be basically a knockoff on uh, Jenga. Okay. But it's gonna be called Janky. Oh, I like that. It's gonna be little little blocks with heads of Max Janky on it. And whenever you take like one of the pieces away, <laughs> it's just gonna go. No. Every, every Christmas, people gather around to play Janky. Maybe, maybe you could also do like a Operation hey, version. You keep hitting that and saying, <laughs> and, and Janky's going to be perfect for the kids. He, J- Janky loves the kids. Fuck the children. <laughs> you should say that exactly. when you fuck up and the whole thing comes down. Fuck the children. <laughs> That's terrible. Indeed. He's got so many of them. <laughs> And if you lose, lick the fucking floor. <laughs> that never made sense. Lick the fucking floor. <laughs> and then his wife's like, "Don't do it." It's okay, baby. Uh, uh, yeah. There, there's who so was many. the girl? Who was the girl at the beginning that he chopped the head off? The was that girl? just a, yeah, the little girl? Was that any relations? I don't know, but I think or? they were trying. They, they were really hoping that uh, Carol Ann from Poltergeist was still around. That's yeah. Do you know who played? Um, Lucas uh, McCarthy's daughter, Lance Henderson's daughter in this movie. Who was that? She looked familiar. Well, she's not really much of an actress. She's actually the sister of a famous actress. Okay. Who? Dee Dee Pfeiffer. It's Michelle Pfeiffer's sister. That girl is? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. They look nothing 
No, no. Her career didn't really go as well as her sister's. No, not She did a lot of exploitation movies like that. Oh, did she really? Okay. Yeah, just this kind of stuff. Figured as much. Yeah. But it's got, it's got a pretty good cast. It's got well, some Overall, I, it's better than Shocker, because yeah. I actually saw Shocker, you know, when we were younger. That, that's when Wes Craven just went on a fucking tear of shit. Well, Wes Craven, like, I, he, he's been interviewed. He's, he's had drug issues. He had drug issues. And okay. He did movies strictly for the money. Sure, okay. If you ever watched The Hills Have Eyes Part 2, have you ever seen that? No, I have Have you ever not. seen the original? No. Still haven't Hills seen Have Eyes 2 is one of the biggest pieces of shit around. The first okay. one's kind of like a cult classic cult from class, the 70s. Sure. This is like the cheapest cash-in sequel ever. He did it, like I believe, right after the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. It's, it's awful. Really? He basically said he did it for the money. He needed the money. It's so bad. Oh, it's awful. He kind of has an interesting story where he no. pretty much bankrupt, went yeah. bankrupt to make movies or whatever. It's kind of interesting. I got to tell you, this, the funny thing about going on a segue, Hills Have Eyes. It's about these people that go to the desert. Uh, they get stranded there, and there's yep. like this nuclear wasteland where these crazy like, people attack them and stuff like that. And eat them, right? They're, aren't they like cannibals? Yeah, that, that okay. kind of stuff. The sequel comes out, and at the beginning of the movie, they yeah. basically do some flashbacks because they want to show as much of the original movie sure. as they can. So there's the survivors, and they show flashbacks from okay. the survivors. There was a dog that was with them, and their dog survived. Oh. The dog has a fucking flashback in The Hills Have Eyes too. They show the dog and they do the... And show the flashback. The dog has a flashback. Of course he will. And this is not done in a com- comedic way. The dog has a flashback. <laughs> Basically, that should have been the, the title. The Hills Have Eyes. The dog has a flashback. Dog flashback. So that, that's going on to segue Wes Craven. But you'd think that Wes Craven's movie would be better. Because Wes Craven, you know... He, he was a good director, but he also did some really bad movies. Yeah, I mean, he has Nightmare on Elm Street. I like New Nightmare, too. Uh, bits and pieces. It's an interesting premise. But uh, good for him to do Scream, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of revive his career. It was a great film. It had an awesome story, right? Um, he was just lucky enough that he was attached to direct it, right? Yeah. But, you know, movies like Serpent in the Rainbow... Shocker is just like, oh, people under the stairs. Oh, come on, Deadly Friend is incredible. Wait a minute. <laughs> Deadly Friend. Uh, refresh my memory. It's little Christy Swanson, the robot girl. She comes yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I remember that. <laughs> that movie is so goddamn cheesy. I actually had that. I have like a, I bought like a four pack of like. I have that to was watch it again. Them. Oh, I got to loan it to you. You see some boobies in that one, don't you? Right? I don't it was a rated R, wasn't it? I don't. Yeah, but I don't think so. I, I no. swear to God. She, didn't she do like a, a scene where she basically undresses and kills somebody or whatever you're like oh yeah it's great and then that must have been that must have been there's no there's no this is like an after school special with some violence and some language in it that's fantastic and it's got the the, uh, the uh, deadly friend it's got the old woman from throw mama from the train and the goonies playing oh, the great. evil neighbor nice so. deadly friend watch that movie it's hilarious deadly friend well Joe's gonna have a stack of about 10 movies to I know right now so and then we'll have something to talk about a recently seen that'll be great that, that will be good I just have to like lock myself down in the basement for a week and watch all of this. I think so. Well, so this this movie's definitely a lot of fun. It's just it's it's it doesn't take itself seriously. Right. And I enjoyed it for the first time watching it, you know, for what it is. I mean, it was good. Yeah, I, I agree. It's Brian James, like I said, he's great in this movie. And yeah. he he said in an interview this is his favorite film that he made. Really? Yeah. Well of course, because he's favorite pretty role. much like uh Somewhat of a lead. Well, yeah, again, it's, it's for Lance Henriksen. He'd probably speak highly of this too because sure. it gave him a chance to be a, a yep. lead actor, and uh, that's you know it's probably big for them to do that. Not the best yeah. movie I've ever seen, but no. it, was, it was a fun one. Yeah, it's, it was it's, better than Shocker. 
yeah. we're having that kind of premise where somebody goes to the electric chair. And another thing, I don't know if you remember this. That never Lance, happens in the movie. Well, yes. Lance Henriksen did a show in the uh, 90s uh, millennium. It was like an X-Files spinoff yeah. show. There was an episode where Brian James was in it. Really? So I was wondering maybe if they were friends. And oh, got I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Probably get him the gig. Yep. Very cool. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun little watch. It's probably not one that's very easily accessible. I think it was on Netflix for quite a while, but I don't think it's there anymore. But it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's worth a watch. It did all right in the movie theater, didn't it? Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> did better than Maniac Cop. It opened 13th with $773,000. That's cool. Number one that weekend was Pet Cemetery. Imagine that. Yeah, it... Uh, I didn't like Pet Cemetery. Did you like Pet Cemetery? Not a fan. It has moments, you know, but it's a better buck. You know, obviously. Well, like most of them are. Actually, the horror show did worse than Red Scorpion, the Dolph Lundgren film. No, there you go. That's crazy. Major, what else is out? Field Major of League. Dream, she's out of control. Yeah, it was April of 1989. Major League just... Oh, that was the second week in release. Okay. Yeah. K-9. K-9. Yeah. Some good stuff. Heather, Heather's still kicking around there. Miss Firecracker. Now, that's a movie I'd like to go and see. Never heard of it. No, I haven't either. And if I haven't heard of it, yeah. Working Girl was still out in the theater. Nice. Yeah. Well, so it didn't do much in the box office, but it didn't. I, we have no idea what the budget was. I'm sure it probably no, wasn't really expensive. No, gross uh, almost near $2 million for the most part. But Well, if, if Maniac Cop cost 11, you know, $1 million, this had to have been 2 or 3 Yeah, it had to it's, have it's got some special effects in it. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Had some production design to it, you know. Yeah. But uh, totally, shabby. you know, this is the kind of movie you'd watch on a Saturday night when you got nothing to watch. Yeah. You know? It's a midnight, midnight movie, that kind of thing. So, Joe, what would you give it? I'll give it a groovy. Okay. I would, too. I'm going to give it a three. It's, it's a two movie, usually, but I think, you know, Brian James gives, brings his A game, which he wasn't really allowed to just, you know, show too much. Right, no. Of he course, uh, in Tango and Cash he did, but it's groovy. So it's definitely a three-star movie in our book. It's, it's It's fun. It's definitely fun. Yeah, I mean... I enjoyed it. It was, it was a good double feature, and I literally watched both of these back-to-back on Monday evening. Um, Did you? God, I was tired. That's a lot of 80s, 80s goodness. It right is, there. yeah. And I'm, like, wrapping up, like, quarter to midnight, and I'm like, oh, my God, we'll be so tired the next day, but it was worth it. It was fun. Yeah, one thing I thought was interesting with the horror shows when you watch it, Usually watching 80s movies, immediately hairstyles and stuff just stick out to you. Oh, yeah. You didn't really see that too much in this. Until Lance Henriksen's son showed up. In the yeah. Movie. but most He had the Guns N' Roses poster. The kids well, that's, that's looked standard. looked like he was wearing makeup or some shit. That's standard. Like in every, you know, every and, 80s movie, there's and, like the wall is like covered with like... And the know. son would just like fuck with companies saying that he found like shit in their okay. food and shit. That was yeah. kind of funny. It's like a lifetime supply of that Nesquik. That never went anywhere. And then at the end, what... What shows up at the end? Like, he got some, like, chili or something. Chili. It's like, what? Weren't you waiting for, like, the shock ending that Jenky's coming back? It would have been better if Jenky showed up delivering the chili. Like, we're going in the basement to... F- what's yeah, in the basement? Yes. It's a cat. The cat, the cat survived. Maybe a, a fucking uh, a kitty Jenky. Huh? Look who I found. I'm back, fucker. Yeah, the ending sucked. It was, a like, a freeze frame, happy family again. And I'm like... And you tell me the cat stayed in that box the whole time? Yeah. Maybe. That cat probably smelled of shit and piss. So, yeah... Uh, sorry to say it, but look who I found. Oh, happy ending. Easy, easy ending that would have worked for that movie. I'll tell you, easy ending. 
family's done there, they move, they leave, you see them drive away, you do a nice slow little pan into the, the basement. The basement You go to the furnace. Yep. The furnace door opens oh. and the janky laugh. And it's over. That's the movie. And oh, you man. set up a sequel. And it was better than it. Yeah. That's Didn't like great. the ending they had. No, no, that was it was It was basically like Janky is dead and not coming back. And that's it. That's it. But yeah, I agree with you. That'd have been that'd have been great. Because basically uh, I know we've already finished the review, but basically Jenky is he comes back as this electrical impulse, but he's it's never explained. Oh, the guy that's helping out Lance Henriksen, who's been killed right. by Jenky, says you need to bring him back to the real world by electricity to kill him again. With yeah. and then you blow the blow the fucker away, as he says. Yes. So somehow they electrocute Jenky at the end and bring him back to the real world, and they end up back in the house, Jenky's house, and they kill him. Which I laughed because Lance Henriksen, right? Pushes him up against that fucking electrical, whatever right. it was. And he gets his wife to, like, and plug his, him in! His, his wife plugs it in, but then she grabs the uh, the little uh, wire, right? And yeah. literally plugs it right on his penis. Did you notice that? She's, no, I didn't. She just holds it right down by Janky's, like, package. Watch it again, because it's just a funny sequence, because Lance Henderson, you know, is, like, he pushes him up against, you know, he's all freaking out, and his wife's just sitting there like, yeah! Well, on my next uh, viewing of the horror show, I will be watching for electrocuted gonads yes, and stroking and the, afros. The thumb through the afro. Stroking afros. Oh, I'm sorry, partner. Ooh, yeah, nice hair. Lucas, I did that best the good. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> scared me. Uh, you definitely have to go into this movie with, like, no idea, eye for detail, because you'll pick it apart in 10 seconds. And unplug like, your Why? brain, just like some some listeners do when they tune into our and show. And Maniac Caps, yeah, but exactly. Maniac Caps, probably kind of the same. But. It's brainless fun. It was, a, it, was a, it was a fun ride. I enjoyed it. For so what there, it is, it's, it's a good time. So there, there you have, we have like, that's, that's our first double feature. Now we're going to we're gonna add a, a new feature to our, our show. Since a lot of our, our films feature adult situations and a lot of, a lot of love scenes, and, and Joe is such a huge fan of this song we're gonna we're gonna have a little segment called it's a time for love oh my god i've got to find a way to put chuck norris's love scene in every every show we do from now that by far is the worst love scene i've ever seen okay so basically this is it's going to work this way were there any sex scenes in any of the movies that we watched we're going to keep count of those things. Unfortunately, for, there were no sex scenes in either of these movies that we watched. I don't believe. There, there was. Bruce, what? Bruce Campbell. When he oh, went, it was when not a hotel room. That he was didn't not see a, much, but... That was... She broke in there, and they were under the covers. He didn't see it. Yes, but... We'll give it half. Lance Henriksen almost got lucky until he had a janky flashback. That's and true. his wife ignored him and rolled over. We'll get, we'll get half a rating for the first half one, because there was, a, a, you know, implied sexual situations. Yeah, very implied. Yeah, that was the one I didn't like when I was a kid, and I was looking for what were movies. There would be sexual situations, which never really led to right, that. You, yeah, know, you yeah. needed the end, the nudity. Yeah, need the nudity. Unfortunately, as a kid, though, nudity, you didn't know if it meant like male or female. Uh, I just remember my dad told us to cover our eyes when we watched Howard the Duck. And the duck for the duck boobies? boobies? Duck boobs in the tub. Cover <laughs> your eyes, boys. I'm like, okay. Well, so basically, Awkward. it was not a time for love for the uh, Man's Man film review this time. No, not this Hopefully, time. in the future, we'll have but more. Someday, yes. Definitely. All right, so what's coming up next, Joe? We're going to, I think it's time to, to move on to a... Uh, We're going back to action. Back to action, really. We are, um, we are going to embark on a 
great adventure. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. Um, no, actually, we're going to um, review our first Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Oh, okay. Well, should we get a trailer up here? We and... should. All right. Let's, let's we're, not, keep... we're, we're not doing a classic Jean-Claude, you know, Bloodsport. We're talking about everything with Van Damme is a classic. So let's... We're doing a masterpiece. Tonight, he's brought his children, Don't leave his seats, to the most exciting game of the year. But now, the arena is under attack. What is your objective? One billion seven hundred million dollars. And he has more to lose than anyone. If you're not gonna pay, I'll get my daughter. It's Die Hard, people! This is Die Hard trailer music. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Terror goes into overtime with sudden death on our next show. As we mentioned, there, there was a series of knockoff movies. You know, you get one thing that's popular, and you know, Willis brought out Die Hard, and every action star had to have their Die Hard. And this they, was they did. this was Van Damme's attempt. Stallone had cliffhanger. Under Siege Seagal for Seagal. Under, yeah. Passenger Seagal. 57 for Snipes. Oh, we got to do that someday. Oh, we do. That that would be a good one where we could actually do live. <laughs> Always been on black, baby. Charles Reed is not insane. Do you remember we used to sneak into other movies just to watch that trailer? Pastor 57? We were so excited. Do you remember excited. that? Oh my God. We're like, this is going to be huge. This is going to be great. They're bringing him back on a plane. <laughs> Which, why would you do that? The guy's known for jacking planes. Why would you bring him back on an airplane? Oh, that, that definitely will have to be done. done. We, we have to do it. Great yes. poster. Got that shitty leather coat. He's looking up in the sky. I loved it. I, loved had, it. I had that airplane. poster, dude. Passenger Shut up! I had that. I do too. I do too. It's it's uh, yeah, '90s boy. Classic. Well, let's wrap it up for your folks. Please go to our Facebook page and Man's Man Film Review, and our Twitter page at Man's Man Film. Still working on that website. Well, probably by the by the year uh, 2018, we'll have that done. <laughs> so 12 We're working months. on it. Please go to our Facebook page and tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like. Uh, well, if you don't like something, fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, please, please tell us what you like. We'll and get Sean like. Connery on you. Yes. You'll and fuck uh, your ass. you got any suggestions for top fives? We always appreciate that. And if you want to suggest movies for us to review, we'll, we'll, you know, definitely take that under consideration. That's right. It's always a good idea. We want this show to be more interactive. Otherwise, you're just going to have to listen to our awful reviews every week of the, the movies we choose. So. Listen to my boys. Yes. Yes. Do it. Okay. Do it now. Anything else to add, Joe? No. Happy Halloween to everybody. Yeah, happy it's Halloween. First Halloween Be safe episode. out there. Do not dress as a clown. You'll probably get shot. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Yeah. Go Just out, check out those haunted uh, houses, and go with your dad, and maybe you'll get lucky and he'll punch a gorilla. <laughs> and at that, we'll see you next time, folks. Pen song. Shit, I forgot that. Next, next time, we'll do that. Okay, remind me. Next time it's Apple Pen. Apple Pen, Pineapple Pen. Pen, Pineapple, Apple Pen. I want everybody to carve a pumpkin while listening to the song.
Just throw it on Apple Pay. And then you should post what the pumpkin turned out. You know? Yes. And before we, we cut off one more thing. Fear the corn boy. <laughs>